thank you for what you did three years ago today. Since that day, more than 1,200 people have been charged for their assault on the Capitol. Nearly 900 of them have been convicted or pled guilty. Collectively to date, they have been sentenced to more than 840 years in prison. When I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol, can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. You've had two years to find out. And the day, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps. And yesterday you indicted him. Isn't that a wonderful coincidence on a misdemeanor? Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and it's an and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it. Three years later, the tide of tyranny is turning. January 6th defendants like Jake Lang have taken their case to the Supreme Court, where tyranny should no longer have a foothold. Jake, you are overdue for a trial now by well over a thousand days. The Sixth Amendment guarantees the rights of criminal defendants, including the right to a public trial without unnecessary delay. What has been said by the prosecution or your defense team regarding your Sixth Amendment rights? Uh, myself and all the January Sixers, John, have been completely denied our constitutional rights. Um, the right to due process has been just absolutely it's devastated. They have withheld exculpatory evidence, evidence that will help exonerate you from the Jan Sixers. They've elongated my trial out um, to September 9th of 2024. That would be three years and nine months of political prisoner held hostage by Joe Biden's corrupt Department of Justice and the FBI Gestapo. Um, and they have even obfuscated the nature of the people who are accusing me of doing crimes against them only supplying their first and last initial of their name and uh, not giving any sworn witness testimonies um, or any hospital records or reports from any alleged injuries. They've done this to me and 1,250 other January 6th persecuted American patriots that have been charged criminally from January 6th. The Jan Sixers look like we're going to be getting a huge wave of relief where the potential uh, to overturn the 1512 obstruction of Congress, 20-year maximum felony. 330 Jan Sixers, including myself, have been charged with it and Donald Trump. And so if the Supreme Court steps in and drops this charge, what we're going to see is hundreds of January Sixers who are currently behind bars are going to be given basically a huge jail spring that same day because this is the blanket political charge it's been weaponized and over broadly applied to uh, force people into plea deals and to give people elongated prison sentences and so if this charge gets dropped uh, hundreds of Jan Sixers will go free that same day and uh, it'll be a I mean a massive day of vindication for the January 6th community and our family members that miss us very much and in the case of Jeremy Brown, a retired U.S. Army Special Forces Master Sergeant, the impulsive setup of our nation's defenders in the name of tyranny is finally seeing the light of day. They claim that they found classified documents related to, an, to a soldier held in Afghanistan. Is that correct? Right. That document that they actually charged and convicted me of, I actually left out for them to find. So that document that they actually convicted of me, they didn't even indict me on that document until 
after my original trial date had already passed. They did not want that document exposed, which is why I left it there to be exposed because that document is not classified. That document I typed myself on my own personal computer. Joe Biden and his handlers have demonstrated without a shadow of a doubt that they are the very antithesis of the American Republic for which it stands. An important note when it comes to our prosecutions about those who remained outside the building. We have used our prosecutorial discretion to primarily focus on those who entered the building, are those who engaged in violent or corrupt conduct on capital grounds. But if a person knowingly entered the restricted area without authorization, they had already committed a federal crime. 2024 is the year the J6 political prisoners will be freed. John Bound reporting. We started producing over two years ago with a top independent video game maker, New World Order Wars. And it got behind. We added a lot of stuff to it. We updated it. It's already a hit game. People love it. We put it out at AlexJonesGame.com. Then Steam waited months, the, the, the number one online video game platform, to approve it. And they approved it a week ago. And it went live yesterday, right when the Jeffrey Epstein list broke. And it was the top story in the world. That is God's hand on this. So as Garth Brooks says, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. I wanted this out a year ago, but it came out with perfect timing. It's an incredible game. People love it. It's got a voiceover I did for it. It's amazing. Get it at alexjonesgame.com. You can play it there on the site, but click on the link to Steam so you can go to their site and get it and download it to all your devices. Get it at Steam right now. We'll put links on the screen and under it below right here at infowars.com. Get the video game. Change the world. You are listening to an InfoWars.com Frontline Report. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. From deep in the heart of FEMA Region 6, Austin, Texas, transmitting worldwide, it's Alex Jones. All right, something very positive has happened, not just here, but around the world. We're 301 days, 12 hours, 3 minutes, 30 seconds out from this year's major election, general election. It's Monday, January 8th, 2024. I'm your host, Alex Jones. All right, this is going to be a particularly important transmission. All the broadcasts are always extremely important. I know of, and I've printed up the reports on it, of at least 10 major global groups led by top pathologists, top virologists, top statisticians, you name it, insurance company, rock star, top of the industry, actuarialist. And the numbers are 100% clear. Conservatives, 17.5 million killed by the shots and counting. High estimate, 23-plus million. Now, Dennis Rancourt is a doctor and an, an expert with multiple degrees in physics, Ph.D. in physics from University of Toronto, statistician research. That's what he's an expert in, and he mainly devotes his work previous to this to 
mortality rates. And, and obviously people like Dennis Rancourt and others you know, work for on the side, not just professors, but for major corporations, insurance companies, you name it. They need to know these real numbers. And working with an international team of other scientists, they have come up with a conclusive report that I have right here with public data on the 17-plus million dead that anybody can verify for yourself. Now, you overlay that with the New Zealand whistleblower, we're going to be getting back on very, very soon, who is the only country, the only person who was over all the databases, one person in that country, of the mortality, who's died, and a database of who's taken the shots, because for each person that took the shot, and it was 99%, Pfizer in that country, most nations it was a mix of Moderna, J&J, AstraZeneca, and, 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 and Pfizer. He was able to overlay the government database on who took the shots and when because money is paid for each shot that's given to Pfizer through the government account with who died and all the other statistics overlaid with it and was able to come up with numbers that match the analysis of the public numbers done by Dr. Dennis Rancourt and others. And I'm going to be getting Ed Dowd on back this week. I'm going to try to get him to get some of the big insurance company whistleblowers that he told us about two years ago that went public in the last year and a half. They've had congressional hearings, but it's gotten almost no coverage. They've had hearings at the state houses. This is a big, big deal. And as I said, just from memory, I was able to pull up Ten different groups of scientists and consortiums who have come to the same conclusion. And this isn't a conclusion like, oh, we think cigarette smoking is correlated to cancer. That's proven. It's known. But maybe you're a smoker. Maybe it didn't give you the lung cancer. Maybe it was because you also were doing asbestos removal. It's hard to pin it down. But when you have the highest mortality rate, since they started keeping numbers before World War I, worldwide, the biggest continued spikes, bigger than major wars, exactly when the first shots are rolled out, exactly when the next booster comes out and the next booster and the next booster, it's to the day. Shots begin, death goes up, goes back down, But it goes up, like you're going up a larger mountain range. Goes up, next time you take a shot, because of all the autoimmune issues it causes and the toxins in it, as scientists and doctors on my show predicted what happened, then goes up even more. And it creates a higher baseline in between the mountains. But then as you see low uptake of the fifth or sixth booster, depending on where you are, the new mountain is much smaller because people aren't taking it. This is conclusive. And I'm giving you those terms in lay lay terms. We'll have him on with us for two hours today so he can go through all the graphs, the statistics, the numbers, everything. This will be streaming out on X. It is streaming out on X right now. It's streaming out at Infowars.com forward slash show. It's streaming out on the front page. Everybody wants to save lives, expose the criminals, stop the next pandemic they're openly planning that's going to be much worse in their own words. 
to ram through the UN treaty that doesn't just take over your body or the country's medical systems, the new versions of it that are being written by the White House, that's they admit is right in the UN treaty, the Biden administration, the Obama administration, takes control of all transportation, energy, food, calls for arresting people that disagree with the new lockdowns and locking them up. We've already seen Canada, Australia, New Zealand start that, and Germany. And so this is all in the new treaty, and we're going to be we're printing off the latest version of it and, and articles about it uh, right now. We'll be going over that in the second and third hour w- with you, but also very respected Brett Weinstein, the biologist, who's a big liberal, but 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 admits the left is now cancer and is taking over. He has come out on Tucker Carlson with an excellent breakdown of this, and I played it last night, saying the latest version of the UN treaty run by BlackRock and the big corporations, the WEF, is literally so horrible you cannot overstate how bad it is. It allows them to round up, arrest anybody they don't want out speaking. It allows total censorship. They're getting ready for the next pandemic to bring in world government. That's Brett Weinstein. Famous liberal, so respected by the left, now out of conscience coming out and saying, this is insane. And because he understands this is existential against everybody. This, this, this makes Hitler look tame in comparison, okay? So they're announcing through Fauci and the WEF and Tedros and Bill Gates, all of them, oh, a new, more deadly virus is coming, and oh, we've got all the shots already ready, and the EU's announced they're going to have fast-tracked mRNA for everything now, tie it to your ESG, tie it to your social credit score, and, and arrest you if you don't take whatever new shots they want with no testing. We're going to skip this break coming up. That is all in there. And, and, and Brett Weinstein goes over all of it with the documents with Tucker Carlson. Total takeover. And I want to explain to you again, they're gearing up to do it again. whole bunch of cities around the country, I've got the articles right here, over last week, Places in Missouri, California, all over, just announced, hey, everybody's got to wear masks in government buildings. Everybody's got to wear masks in schools. Everybody's got to wear masks everywhere. So I told you that was coming. They're, 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 they're trying. And even Tucker kind of disagreed with me. He's like, oh, come on. The, the, the you know, the, 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 the they're going to try the virus thing right away. I mean, it blew up their face. They don't care. And this time, from what they've been saying, and I've been watching them, and I know their moves, but this is speculation. I believe they're going to release something where the virus itself is way, way worse, okay? So that you really do get scared to stay in your house and then go out and get the next shot. And and, and I don't know if the next one's going to be the big one. They, they've got stuff that kills over half the people come in contact with it. they got weaponized mousepox and, and uh, a bunch of other stuff that... And, and airborne Ebola, oh, they got it all. So if they think they can get away with it, if they think they can contain it, as the, the, the people during the emergency and have us accept this new way of life, not leaving our houses, being prisoners, having to be authorized to even go to the grocery store. You've all know Harari says that's the goal. The London Guardian says that's the goal. They all say that's the goal is climate lockdowns. And, and Harari says this was good training. This was good preparation for the new world we're going to live in where you're locked in your house for the good of the earth. Well, if you're locked in your house, the supply chain breaks down. The third world completely starves to death. 
and we, we collapse as well. I, and then they're telling you it's climate change that's going to collapse civilization in the next six years. And then everything's going to be hell on earth by 2030 because you're bad while they cut off the fertilizer, while they cut off the food, while they shut down the third world and then inject them into the first world, and while they start all these wars. So they are completely going for broke. So I want to play a clip of Dennis Rancourt, Brett Weinstein, uh, Texas Senate hearing from a year and a half ago. And this is in the literature, but it's the senator talking about it and the state official testifying that the animals died in the mRNA test of a SARS virus. Now, I've told you this 500 times, at, at least. I've, I probably did 15 shows on it. But I'm going to dig it all back out and do it again. Chapel Hill, North Carolina did it. University of Texas, Galveston did it. A bunch of others, but they let it under a national initiative of Obama in 2014-15, and it became a national scandal because it's airborne SARS COVID. And when it's totally illegal gain of function. And when they gave it to the rats, it cut their life expectancies in half on average and killed a large percentage in just the first week. Because again, rats are very similar to us in their, in their physiology. What kills a rat kills a human. We're not similar to birds or other things, but we're similar to pigs, apes, monkeys, and rodents. That's why they test on rodents. And they have a quicker life cycle than us so you can find out. So a human lives 75 years, a rat lives or a mouse lives four or five years. They can give it to them. And did you hear what I just said? It cut their life expectancy in half. So you're going to be living to be 37 years old instead of in your early 70s. And oh, type it in. The left's always like, if there's a depopulation, why is the, why is the life expectancy rising? It isn't rising, Jack. It's going straight down. And it's worse. Until the fifties, infant mortality was much higher than it is now until about 10 years ago. So infant mortality goes way down from the forties and fifties until the two thousands. So then, before that would lower the life expectancy in the average show, okay, people lived to like 75 in 1950, and now they were living to 78, depending on whether male or female. But suddenly, you had infant mortality go way down because of good medical systems. And so it made it look like we were living longer. But really, people either died really young. A lot of times, half the kids would die. Well, you know, back in the old days, 150 years ago, 200 years ago. But you take that average out, we've not been living longer. And now infant mortality is going back up again. Okay? So, so we are living a lot less. If you look at the different studies I've seen, we're living on average about 20 years less than we used to. And you go, wait a minute. It usually only varies from like 72 to 78 between men and women. Women 76, men 73 right now. We were living a few years more just a few years ago. You're not listening to me. When you take all the dead kids out that used to die, kids used to get a cold and just die, get the flu and just die. We got a family cemetery in East Texas going back to the 18, late 1820s with Johnsons and Joneses, my ancestors. 
And a few of the tombstones, you can still read them, you know, it says killed by, killed by Indians and stuff like that. Literally, you'll see how they got killed. A few of the family got killed by Comanche. That's on gravestones. But half of them are below the age of 10. Little Jesse, little Jenny, it's dead kids. Now you go to a modern cemetery, go around there. You don't see a bunch of little kids. It's almost all people that live 75, 80 years. See? But, but I'm, I'm, I'm going down a rabbit trail here. That doesn't matter. The life expectancy is going straight down, ladies and gentlemen. Straight down. In the old days, there was all sorts of old timers. Well, that lady's 103 and that man's a 97 still smoking cigars and drinking whiskey. And there were old folks just all over the place. My great grandmother lived to be 103. The point is, is that that's not happening now statistically. It's going straight down. So I'm done ranting. I want to play a short little compilation here that is so important. And then I'm going to come back and go through all this news, setting up the big interview of the second and third hour. I'm also going to hit some other global news and Jan 6 news and open border news and the impeachment of Mayorkas. Thank God that started and so much more. But first, here are these important clips. We calculate the toxicity of the vaccine for all ages. And the number allows us, given the number of doses that have been given worldwide, to conclude that 17 million people would have been killed by this vaccine. You can actually see when there's a rollout of a booster, for example, which happens very quickly in time for a given age group, you can actually see immediately following it a maximum in the all-cause mortality. So an excess mortality actual peak that's temporally associated with that rollout. We see that repeatedly for each rollout. Consistently across all countries. All the countries that have sufficient data where you're able to look at it and you have both the vaccine data and the mortality data, this is what we see. When you look at uh, all-cause mortality, you see that deaths are increasing in the, in the winter and decreasing in the summer. And it's the opposite in the southern hemisphere. Their summer is our winter. So in the summer, you should have low death. But during the COVID vaccine campaign, suddenly you see spikes in mortality right after uh, vaccine uh, campaigns. And it's very clear because it's in the summer where you should see a low death period. Especially in the boosters, like for the southern hemisphere, like the, yeah. the peak, you know, across the boosters were rolled out basically everywhere at the same time around the world. And in the southern hemisphere, it's a trough, as Jeremy just explained. So we should have a trough, but then you have an actual winter peak, actual booster peak, and another winter peak. Yes. So everywhere in all the 17 countries we yes. worked out, uh, where data is good in the southern hemisphere, we saw that peak. And something you never saw before. Exactly. Um, there was, uh, a press, I was recently at a conference, uh, in on the COVID crisis. And so there was a lot of work trying to unpack what we actually understand. And I saw a credible estimate of something like 17 million deaths uh, globally from this technology. So 17 million deaths from the COVID vax. Well, when, you know, when you scale up to billions, uh, it's not hard to reach a number like that with a technology this dangerous. Now, to your deeper question, I think let's steel man. So just for perspective, I mean, that's like the death toll of a global war. Yes, absolutely. It is. This is a, a, a great tragedy of history. So that proportion. 
Um, and amazingly, there is no way in which it's over. I mean, we are still apparently recommending these things for healthy children. Never stood any chance of getting any benefit from them. Every chance of suffering harms that are uh, not only serious, but tragic on the basis that children have long lives ahead of them. If you ruin a, a child's immune system uh, in youth, they have to spend the rest of their presumably shortened life in that state. So never made any sense that we were giving this to kids in the first place. The fact that we're still doing it when the emergency, to the extent there even was one, is clearly over. And um, when there's never been any proper justification of administering it to healthy kids, it just, you know, healthy kids don't die of COVID. Um, and the shot doesn't prevent you from catching or transmitting it. So there was there was just literally no justification you could come up with. We're undergoing a soft coup. And the idea is to create a whole new set of laws and ignore the existing human rights laws and other laws under the pretext of pandemic preparedness and the biosecurity agenda. The WHO is developing through all its nations, but with the WHO directorate in the United States in charge, a pandemic treaty and amendments to the existing international health regulations that will remove the human rights protections currently um, embedded in the IHRs, will enforce surveillance, censorship, get rid of freedom of speech, require governments to censor and only push a single narrative. Also, we will be sub subject, if, if they can make this work, to vaccines developed in 100 days, which the organization CEPI is planning to do. And one of the people who founded CEPI was Jeremy Farrar, who is now the chief scientist at the WHO to bring this forward. Um, other things that uh, the amendments do is to bind the state so they are no longer recommendations but enforceable edicts. Uh, provide a liability shield, get rid of intellectual property rights, move supplies from one country to another, um, enforce digital passports, and the Director General of WHO can demand that a pandemic or a potential pandemic exists, he can just declare it with no standards, and then countries around the world will have to obey. Uh, also, the WHO will tell you what drugs you can and can't use in your nation once a pandemic is declared. Obviously, the budget will increase. Um, One Health is another part of this. One Health is a concept that was created to enable the WHO, with these documents, to take over jurisdiction of everything in the world by saying that climate change, animals, plants, water systems, ecosystems are all central to health. Also embedded in this concept is a peculiar notion that humans are no longer of greater value than animals. Did, and have you seen any other vaccine that was put out for the public that skipped the animal test? Never before, skipped. especially for children. And, and as I've what I've read, they actually started the animal test 
and because the animals were dying, they stopped the test. Folks, I think that's important to understand there that, that what we're talking about is the American people are now the guinea pigs. This is the test program that's going on. They, they didn't do the human testing, and they stopped the animal test because the animals were dying. And then they turned it out for the public. And we are now looking at businesses that want to mandate that this experimental vaccine be given to people as a condition of their employment. And yet we have this death count that continues to rise and be totally ignored. That's the Senate chairman of the medical committee. Yeah, this is real, folks. This is going on. And the the U.N. treaty is going through along with all the other garbage. We've got to stop it. They're getting ready to launch a new attack. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happening. Two years in the making, and we didn't plan it like this because we didn't know to release Alex Jones' New World Order Wars that's all about fighting Epstein and Clinton and Hillary and the deep state and the pedo rings. Whole levels just dealing with that because that's the truth of how they operate. And now the game went on Steam, the biggest online platform of video games in the world, 150 million users a week, and it already shot to number one. So find the link to Steam at alexjonesgame.com or search Alex Jones' New World Order Wars at Steam and get it for yourself. It's got an incredible 97% reviews. We'll put the link to Steam on screen and to alexjonesgame.com. Get it. We are taking back the culture. We are taking things back. This will fund the info war going into the election in the next 10 months. The only way we fail is if we don't take action. Get New World Order Wars by Alex Jones now. I'm not on Team NFL. I'm not on Team NBA. I'm not on Team Olympics. I'm not on Team Globalist or wokeism in the New World Order. I'm on Team Humanity, ladies and gentlemen, that loves God and loves our families and loves humanity and knows that we're destined to do even more incredible things than we've already done together. And so, inspired by my conversation with Elon Musk recently, where he agreed with my idea to call it Team Humanity, we've launched two limited edition t-shirts at InfoWarsStore.com. Let people know that, hey, it isn't about the football games or it isn't even about the UFC. It's about Team Humanity being under globalist attack. You can wear it. It's a great conversation starter. And you know it's supporting the info war that is at the very tip of the spear in the fight for Team Humanity. Get your limited edition Team Humanity t-shirts right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you. Winter is coming. 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 Winter isn't coming. Winter is here. And while the sun isn't helping us produce as much vitamin D, do yourself a favor and try InfoWars Life Winter Sun Plus. Now back in stock and 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Winter Sun Plus is a powerful vitamin D-based formula bringing you straight vitamin D3 free of toxic chemicals, allergens, preservatives, artificial colors, and GMOs. Our vitamin D3 formula 
formula supports the body's natural immune system, promotes calcium absorption for healthy bones and teeth, and helps sustain healthy tissue and systems of the body. When the winters come, they come cold. So weather the storm and supplement with Winter Sun Plus. 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the global agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections, masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious. And you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are, and that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity and that there's mass sterilization that's already taken place and they're cutting off all the major energy sources is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. We've got it. Waging war on corruption. All right, you are go. It's Alex Jones coming to you live from the front lines right, of the info war. new listeners daily millions tuning in and if you're a new listener and you're hearing this information i want to be 100 percent clear with you i am not trying to make you depressed i am not trying to scare you and make you hopeless it's the opposite if we lived in some village say in central europe 2500 years ago and we were hunter gatherers and one of the hunters was 10 miles away hunting deer and saw a big band encamped of an enemy tribe in their battle formations marching towards our village, I would come back and say, we've got to get out of here or we've got to stand and fight. It'd be much worse to have them come pouring out of the hills a few days later and you don't know you're about to have all the men killed and the women and children taken as slaves. That's how the world worked almost everywhere until civilization developed in a few places. That's an oversimplification. So I'm here telling you what's going on. I'm showing you the decisions have been made to depopulate us, whether it's Bill Gates or whether it's Klaus Schwab or whether it's King Charles or whether it's any of these people, Yuval Noah Harari, they all say humans are obsolete. We don't need humans. The future is not human. We need to get rid of the majority of the humans. That's taught everywhere. That is the death cult. Now, a lot of our regular listeners are like, Jones, we knew this before we ever tuned into your show. Why do you keep repeating it? Because this show isn't about entertainment. It's an emergency beacon. So because you're awake, that's great. Let's wake other people up. But we're here to explain to the new giant masses of people that have been able to get to the truth because Elon Musk has put it on the line to put me on air 
and now they're really coming after him. Well, we got that in the news. We've got to use every day that we're on X and not take it for granted to reach tens of millions, not just millions. Because here's the bottom line. We are winning. The consensus of scientists around the world and medical doctors and all the top talk show hosts, whether it's Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, Russell Brand, the list goes on and on, is now that this is a planetary world government depopulation operation by a death cult. Everybody's calling it death cult. And they won't be able to pull this off if a large enough group of people understand what's happening because the globalists will know we're not going to follow the orders to lock down. We're not going to take the, follow the orders to take the shots. We know what they did, and they will have to back down because they know pushing it will bring it to a head, and they will get defeated. So here's the bottom line. A consensus is formed. Almost all of the former top liberal intellectuals, the most respected out there, the Brett Weinsteins of the world, aren't just saying the shots didn't work and were a lie. They're saying it's a U.N. world government corporate takeover with a cashless society to enslave everyone and depopulate you because that is the plan. And I've been in meetings, and I'm not going to say with who, in different parts of the country, in person, and via Skype, with large groups of top scientists and billionaires, years ago, understanding this, during the first year of the attack, and coming to the consensus decision that we would just go ahead and risk our lives and tell the truth, believing we could stop it, because we knew that if they got phase one, the beta test through, and it worked, they're going to hit us with subsequent attacks that are much bigger and then take our rights, take our freedoms, lock us down, poison us as they tighten the noose around our neck. But their initial attack of the last four years had success up front, but then blew up in their face thanks to this audience. It was this broadcast... Not me, the guest, the callers, the scientists, the doctors. But we were the focal point that were willing to get it all up front to, to a big audience and then were able to convince scientists and others who hadn't been investigating to investigate. And when they investigated, they did excellent jobs confirming it and even took the knowledge of the enemy attack to the next level. So they're not just evil people in the universe. There are a lot of good people. And I can tell you there's factions in the government. And the bad faction is in control of the executive positions almost everywhere. That's why they're blackmailing and attacking Republicans in the House to make them resign so they can get control of it that way. So this is a very close fight, all right? But if we lose, we're dead. So I do not enjoy messing with these killers. I do not enjoy being with him with a spear. I do not enjoy them having 24-7 grand juries that they're trying to get to indict me, and by the grace of God, 
they've not even been able to have their grand juries do it. They've tried. If I have to go to prison or be killed, that, that's fine because they're going to kill everybody if we don't do this. So the good news is we've now reached an acceleration point where, and I've talked a lot about this, where now there are so many members of the European Parliament, so many members of the UK Parliament, so many members of the Canadian Parliament, so many members of the Australian and Italian, it just goes on and on, parliaments, that now the dominant force is in the populist movement, which is now the largest single force in the world. The globals have all the money, but not the people. We are now the majority, and we've reached tipping point. So understand, as bad as this news is, as horrible as this news is, now top intellectuals, top scientists all over the place have reached a consensus of the full horror. And that was the enemy's one real power. Not the censorship and not the control and not the dinosaur media that's discredited, but that what they were doing was so horrible and so diabolical that people just couldn't come to grips with the fact that it's a coordinated plan. But as Brett Weinstein says, I'm about to play the clip, he goes, it's basically impossible to overstate how bad this is. He says, I, I, I cannot believe this. It's in all the documents. They're actually doing it. Yeah. And then I have all these old clips and new clips. He's out again. The spokesperson of the WEF, you have all know Harari, is literally saying, you're, you're obsolete. You're useless. We're going to get rid of you. Uh, this virus is great to teach you that. This is your new way of life. I have a bunch of other clips of WEF leaders and IMF and World Bank leaders saying the same thing. You know, we thought we might have to nudge the population and give them the stick instead of the carrot. But now we're going to give them the club. And Bill Gates is giggling and laughing and saying, oh, the next pandemic's going to get your attention. <laughs> it's going to get children. <laughs> he laughs. It's so much fun. You're actually watching a psychopath rub his hands together on TV programs everywhere, just drooling over what he's going to do. He's like a child kidnapper that grabs some little girl out of the backyard and ties her up and throws her in the trunk and he's driving out to his let's skip the break guys so I um, I'm just telling you ladies and gentlemen you're going to have to admit the facts. And, and I'm not talking to the general audience. I'm talking to all the new listeners out there that tune into this and they think, this is scary. This is wild. And this guy really looks aggressive and mean. Well, I'm the type of person that when I am faced with this stuff, I get angry. Men go to sports games and when their team's losing, they yell and scream and throw beer at each other and get upset and, and, and are depressed for a week. I don't give a damn about that. But that male energy to get upset and want to win a baseball game or a football game where you see the coach, you know, screaming at his players to fire up and win the game, 
That is all a facsimile of the instincts you have that when you're under attack that you get motivated to get out of the attack. Now, I want to show you something. This is this is the working UN treaty, okay? Let me go on over this next hour. And you need to understand what's in this. This takes full control of everything in your life. Transportation, the borders, your military. Our military is under UN control, under a treaty with the UN. Trump pulled out of it. Biden resigned it. That's what this is. So if you think the crisis of the open borders is bad, this is the UN over everything. And this is the White House, the UN, the House of Commons. This is all the different governments signing on to it. They've got the bills in Congress to sign on to it. World Health Organization, Pandemic Treaty, Implementation. Even mainstream news. Draft Pandemic Treaty fails to protect rights. Uh, yeah, so they can just disappear you, even for your speech. So we're going to be going over all of that, ladies and gentlemen, today. But I'm just begging everyone whether you're listening on talk radio or infowars.com forward slash show or on real Alex Jones on X to take this now and repost it, retweet it, get it out everywhere. And we did good boil downs last night, but what really needs to get out, I'm just setting the table here is when Dr. Rancourt joins us in the next two hours. And I'm going to try to let him just flow and lay it all out to you that this interview be posted and the clips get 100 million views and the main interview get 20 million views, I think that is a good target to ask for. And it will devastate the enemy. And more research scientists and more research groups and more universities and more organizations are now piling on because you can't hide the elephant in the room that there was no real excess death in 2020 and there was massive death everywhere the shots were given and then we have the databases in places like New Zealand, directly tying it to the people dying were the ones taking the shots. Not just, oh, the shot start and the worst death rate ever seen since statistics starts in all these countries. Not in the countries that didn't take the shots. Didn't happen in Russia. Didn't happen in other countries that said, no, thank you. No increased mortality there. No spikes off the chart. But understand... They killed even more people with the IMF World Bank rules over the third world nations they control with debt, telling them for over two years, you can't work at a farm or at a ranch or at a factory. And that's why they then got organized to come here because they were starving to death. Then the UN says it's global warming making them all come here. Or, oh, 80 something million over the last four years starved to death because of COVID. No, because of COVID restrictions. So we're talking about 17 to 20-something million, depending on whose numbers you look at, dead from the shots. That's big. That's premeditated. But they knew damn well when they shut down those countries where people on average pay half their paycheck for just food, that when you shut them down and they can't produce food, they're going to die. And when you create global inflation, and now they're spending 80% of their little paycheck on food, they're going to starve to death. They are turning the electricity off, turning the pipelines off, turning the fertilizer off. They're turning the human food off. They're turning the machine's food off. They're turning the plant's food off. They're administratively turning the infrastructure of civilization off. Now you know why I'm panicking. There's 8 billion people. 
And the UN says, because of global warming, brace for unrest and war and billions coming into your countries. It's them opening the borders, starving them, not letting them have jobs, and then bringing them here. It's all them doing it. It's part of the replacement migration plan. This is modern war. The UN is not going to come in blue helmets. They come through the medical program and control our military now. They control the bureaucrats, the NGOs, and the bosses. They control the buses, the trains, the highways, the airports. They control the border under treaty. We're in a UN coup. We're in a global coup. And whether it's Brett Weinstein or members of the EU Parliament or all these other intellectuals that are reading the documents, they now see exactly what I say because that's what the documents say. And yeah, that's pretty wild, isn't it? They're establishing a worldwide planetary dictatorship to carry out the orderly extermination of 7.5 billion people. The public target number of King Charles and the rest of this trash, and, and all of them, we got countless clips at Navos, is 500 million. The richest people in the world sit around international television talking about world government and cutting us down to 500 million. And then the ADL's got the nerve when I talk about it to call me a Nazi. Now here's biologist, very respected journalist, researcher, Brett Weinstein with Tucker Carlson, talking about the UN Treaty. What happened was it turned out that a number of us were willing to make mistakes and correct them in real time to talk about this in plain English with the public, uh, you know, in Joe Rogan's man cave. And the fact is people listened because, of course, this was on everybody's mind and what they were supposed to do to protect, you know, they've been terrified and they what to do to protect your family's health was a question that everybody wanted to know the answer to. So our ability to reach millions of people surprised those who thought they were just going to shove this narrative down our throats. And this gets me to the, the WHO, the World Health Organization, and its pandemic preparedness uh, plan modifications. What I believe is going on is the World Health Organization is now revising the structures that allowed the dissidents to upend the narrative, and they are looking for a rematch, I think. Um, what they want are the measures that would have allowed them to silence the podcasters, to mandate uh, various things internationally in a way that would um, you know, prevent the emergence of a control group that would allow us to see harms clearly. Um, so that's the reason that I think people, as much as they want to move on from thinking about COVID, maybe stop thinking about COVID, but do start thinking about what has taken place with respect to medicine, with respect to public health, with respect to pharma, and ask yourself the question, given what you now know, would you want to relive a pandemic like the COVID pandemic without the tools that allowed you to ultimately, in the end, see clearly that it didn't make sense to take another one of these shots or to have your kids take, right? We want those tools. In fact, we need them. And um, something is quietly moving just out of sight in order that we will not have access to them the next uh, time we face a serious emergency. So you're saying that an international health organization could just end the First Amendment in the United States? Yes, and in fact... Um, as much as this sounds, I know that it sounds preposterous. 
but it does the, not sound preposterous. <laughs> the ability to do it is currently under discussion at the international level. And it's almost impossible to exaggerate how troubling what is being discussed is. In fact, I think it is fair to say that we are in the middle of a coup, that we are actually facing the elimination of our national and our personal sovereignty, and that that is the purpose of what is being constructed, that it has been um, written in such a way that you are, your eyes are supposed to glaze over That's right. as you attempt to sort out what is it, uh, what is under discussion. And if you do that, then come May of this year, your nation is almost certain to sign on to an agreement that in some utterly vaguely described future circumstance, a public health emergency, which the director general of the World Health Organization has total liberty to define in any way that he sees fit. In other words, nothing prevents um, climate change from being declared a public health emergency that would trigger the provisions of these modifications. And in the case that some emergency or some uh, pretense of an emergency shows up, the provisions that would kick in are um, beyond jaw-dropping. We haven't probably haven't played the clip in a year. His name's uh, Ryan. He's the head of the global, Dr. Ryan, global emergency UN response force, and that is troops. And he says he's a uh, Irish, big, we've got a big Irish accent. He's like, they're going to go into the houses. I can't really do an Irish accent. They're going to take the children and take the families. And it, it, it's in the documents have come out. They're going to arrest people. They, they've admitted it that disagree with them. So... When Brett Weinstein's saying they could do this, they've said we're doing a climate emergency. This is for a climate emergency. I already played the Harari clip last night. I've got more clips of it today. I'll get to it next hour. But this is going on. And they've got the ESGs of the Central Bank Digital Currency Treaties at the UN. The EU's already announced it, rolled it out last week. They're doing it. It's here. We're in 2024. And they say... We're going to be in a total dystopia in 2030. You're already there. So Brett's being conservative. They actually say, and I can play the clips here. We've played them. Just type in Bill Gates says next pandemic will be much worse. Fauci says next pandemic will be much worse. Tedros says next pandemic will be much worse. New pandemic about to happen. Yeah, here's Dr. Michael J. Ryan, executive director of the World Health Emergencies Program, World Health Organization. We'll play that clip next hour. That's him three years ago drooling about we're going to come in your house and grab your children and break up your families. They built these damn huge camps everywhere. They're the martial law camps, but the cover is a medical emergency. It's a U.N. worldwide coup. You just heard members of the EU parliament say it's a coup. I can play you senators from Australia saying it's a coup. Where's our Congress? Because it's the Biden administration that's running the U.N. treaty. Just type in. Biden's former head of COVID response, COVID czar, running ratification of world pandemic treaty. <clears throat> there it is. The next pandemic, even deadlier than COVID, is coming. WHO, New York Post. I mean, <laughs> we've got to focus on this. And, and so many people told me, you're wrong. 
They're not going to try to bring back a new virus. It blew up in their face. Well, they're making all the preparations to do it, and they know they're losing, and this is what they prepared for, and I'm telling you, they're planning to pull the trigger unless we have a absolute explosion of peaceful resistance and understanding, which we're doing. The clock's ticking. We're going to go to break, come back with Dr. Dennis Rancourt. Uh, please remember that we're funded by you, not by the globalists. And we plus, we have incredible products you need. Everyone needs to go to InfoWarsStore.com. It's the New Year special. Tomorrow, the, it's over. The, the, the store-wide free shipping, the double Patriot points, up to 60% off some of the products because we've already sold out of five or six of our great products. The others are very close. We will continue this on sale, though, because it's a new product that just came in, but it's selling out, and it'll be gone within a week and a half. I wish we would have ordered more of it. It is next level foundational energy. It is methylfolate, or the breakdown that the cells make of folic acid. And, and this isn't a stimulant, but you'll think you drank five cups of coffee. But, but without any letdown and, and without jitters, because it's not artificial stimulant. It's pure energy out of your cells. And it cleans your cells out. And, and the B complex, this organic B complex we have, and it supercharges it. This is top formula. This is all the rage. This is one of the best formulas out there. This is, methylfolate's hot, folks, been hot for years. But we've got a great one and it funds the info war. You want to get it. Foundational energy, next level foundational energy. Infowarstore.com. Also, everybody's really ordering Winter Sun. That's smart. High quality D3, take it out of the tongue. Almost all viral replication is caused by lack of D3. You want to get Winter Sun because in the winter you're not producing as much D3. Take it out of the tongue. Tastes great naturally. It's, um, D3 tastes good naturally. Uh, so does our uh, Ultra 12, high quality B12. Take it out of the tongue. They're all massively discounted. Infowarstore.com. It's your last chance to get most of these products with free shipping at these low prices. Infowarstore.com or 888-253-3139. Hour number two straight ahead. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate. And we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening defeating the globalists, and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War of the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. 
And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send us a number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the InfoWar. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. And it's time for humanity to stand up in the info war and say, I don't know what's going to happen at the end of this, but you want to fight? You better believe you've got one! From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. We're at hour number two, Monday, January 8th, 2024. Dr. Dennis Rancourt is joining us on the other side of the special report by Greg Reese on satellite images of Epstein Island. Stay with us, everybody you know, and those you don't know, tune in now. A viral video making the rounds has utilized Google Earth's history tool to show what appears to be mass graves on Epstein's Island that were dug shortly after his arrest in 2006. In September of 2002, in the center of the island, Google Earth shows that there was nothing but a bare mound of Earth. In March of 2005, the Palm Beach, Florida police began investigating Epstein after a mother reported that he sexually abused her 14-year-old daughter. In July of 2006, Epstein was arrested by the Palm Beach Police Department on state felony charges of procuring a minor for prostitution. Hours later, he was released on a $3,000 bond. A few months later, in November of 2006, Google Earth shows that the previously bare mound has what appears to be mass graves freshly buried on top of it. During this time, Palm Beach County State Attorney Barry Christcher is accused of giving Epstein special treatment, and the FBI begin an investigation. In 2007, federal prosecutors prepare an indictment against Epstein, which is held up in the courts for a year. In June of 2008, Epstein pleads guilty to one count of soliciting prostitution and one count of soliciting prostitution from a minor. He is sentenced to 18 months in jail with a secret arrangement with the U.S. Attorney's Office to not be prosecuted for federal crimes. Epstein serves most of his sentence in a work release program that allows him to leave jail during the day. In July of 2009, Epstein is released from jail. One month later in August, Google Earth shows that what appeared to be mass graves on the mound have been covered over. In 2013, construction begins on the mound gravesite. By 2017, construction of what appears to be a tennis court is completed. Drone footage shows that the elevation in Google Earth is off. The newly built tennis court is on a flat plain surrounded by a dirt berm. By January of 2018, Google Earth shows that the tennis court has been raised and the earth beneath appears to have been excavated. In November of 2018, the Miami Herald begins publishing a series of articles about the Epstein case, which inspires public interest. In July of 2019, Epstein is charged on federal sex trafficking charges. One month later, the FBI raid the island. 
During this time, Google Earth shows cloud cover obscuring the view of the mound. On August 10th of 2019, Epstein is reported to have committed suicide in his New York City federal jail cell. The next available image is a month later, in September of 2019, and shows that the area on the mound is being used as a parking lot for commercial vehicles. The area is cleared by 2020 and has remained so until today. In a recent video, corporate media propagandist Megyn Kelly claims that we may be hearing from Jeffrey Epstein himself this year. We're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact. We're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year. Uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly. More on that as I'm allowed to tell you. While most believe that Epstein was murdered, many believe that he is still alive, claiming that images of his alleged corpse appear to be a different person, that the shape of his nose and ears were different. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Looks like they were pulling bodies out of that hill and then built over it. But yeah, the word is they were killing kids there. Uh, this is this is unbelievable. All right, we're going to come back with a massive deep dive on the 17 million killed directly connected to the shots. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happening. Two years in the making, and we didn't plan it like this because we didn't know to release Alex Jones' New World Order Wars that's all about fighting Epstein and Clinton and Hillary and the deep state and the pedo rings. Whole levels just dealing with that because that's the truth of how they operate. And now the game went on Steam, the biggest online platform of video games in the world. 150 million users a week and it already shot to number one. So find the link to Steam at alexjonesgame.com or search Alex Jones' New World Order Wars at Steam and get it for yourself. It's got an incredible 97% reviews. We'll put the link to Steam on screen and to alexjonesgame.com. Get it. We are taking back the culture. We are taking things back. This will fund the info war going into the election in the next 10 months. The only way we fail is if we don't take action. Get New World Order Wars by Alex Jones now. <laughs> From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. We're about to do a deep investigation in the next two hours with Dr. Dennis Rancourt. We'll tell you all about him in a moment, but here is a brief boil down of the findings he and his international team have found that mirrors other major investigative groups around the world using hard data from the death certificates and the death numbers around the planet. We calculate the toxicity of the vaccine for all ages, and the number allows us, given the number of doses that have been given worldwide, to conclude million people would have been killed by this vaccine. You can actually see when there's a rollout of a booster, for example, which happens very quickly in time for a given age group, you can actually see immediately following it a maximum in the all-cause mortality. So an excess mortality actual peak that's temporally associated with that rollout. And we see that repeatedly for each rollout. Consistently across all countries. All the countries that have sufficient data where you're able to look at it and you have both the vaccine data and the mortality data, this is what we see. 
when you look at uh, all-cause mortality, you see that deaths are increasing in the, in the winter and decreasing in the summer. And it's the opposite in the southern hemisphere. Their summer is our winter. So in the summer, you should have low death. But during the COVID vaccine campaign, suddenly you see spikes in mortality right after uh, vaccine uh, campaigns. And it's very clear because it's in the summer where you should see a low death period. Especially in the boosters, like for the southern hemisphere, the like the yeah. peak, you know, across the boosters were rolled out basically everywhere at the same time around the world. And in the southern hemisphere, it's a trough, as Jeremy just explained. So we should have a trough, but then you have an actual winter peak, actual booster peak, and another winter peak. Yes. So everywhere in all the 17 countries we yes. worked out, uh, where data is good in the southern hemisphere, we saw that peak. And something you never saw before. Exactly. <laughs> Putting his links, his reports out, uh, their studies at Real Alex Jones on Twitter and Infowars.com. Get them, spread them. Everything uh, is uh, really going viral now. They did this presentation months ago, but it's uh, just now exploding. Thanks to Brett Weinstein exposing it on Tucker Carlson's broadcast. I know of at least 10 major groups that have had several findings. You've heard them here on this show. Medical groups, insurance company groups, stock market groups. That, that, that are live by numbers and some of the best numbers we know are mortality numbers. There's nothing more conclusive than being dead. Uh, and so you see the spikes as we just showed beginning right when the shots and boosters happen. And I don't need to be a pathologist to know you shoot somebody in the head with a gun, they fall over and die. The gun did it. Well, now we have the scientists and folks to explain exactly what was in the gun and why it did kill them. Uh, so Dennis Rancourt. Holds a BSc and MSc degrees in physics and PhD in physics from University of Toronto. He was a National Science and Engineering Research Council, NSERC of Canada's international postdoctoral candidate in national science laboratories in France and in the Netherlands. Uh, he then became a national NSERC University Research Fellow at the NSERC-URF in Canada and a lead researcher and professor at the University of Ottawa for 23 years, where he attended the highest academic rank of tenured full professor. He is a interdisciplinary research scientist and has published over 100 articles in peer-reviewed science journals in many different areas of science. He is presently co-director of the research and nonprofit Correlation Research in the Public Interest, correlation-canada.org. You'll find him on X uh, at Dennis Rancourt. And again, as I said, correlation-canada.org. Uh, this is going to go super viral. We already have conservatively 4 million people tuned in right now just on our streams and talk radio, millions more on X. So a lot of folks have followed your work. Others haven't. So I think you're the expert on this, wherever you want to start and begin. And over the next uh, hour and 50 minutes, we've got a few breaks to take. But I'm going to try my best uh, to give you the floor, at least in the first hour, then I've got a lot of things I'd like to point out and uh, questions I'd like to have. But thank you so much, Doctor, for joining us, and thank you for your work. It's my great pleasure. I, I really enjoy your work, and I've followed you since your early days as a journalist, and I really appreciate what you're doing for the world and for people around the world. Um, well, listen, all-cause mortality means just counting deaths, as you mentioned. It is the hardest data you can have. And it's data that nations collect very, very dependably. Uh, they actually are interested in counting deaths and knowing 
who died, when they died, what age they were, and so on. So this is uh, extremely well tabulated. Deaths and births are the best statistics you can get from a nation or from a state or from a province, uh, any jurisdiction. So we study that data, and we've been studying it for a long time. The first paper we wrote uh, describing the, the features of this kind of data was back on the 2nd of June, 2020. So we've been doing this for a long time. We've written over 30 large scientific reports about this kind of stuff, uh, very detailed reports. So basically, all-cause mortality is measured as a function of time, so by day, by week, by month, by year, and so on, in any jurisdiction that you like that provides the data. And you can do it by by sex, uh, and by age of the individual, and so on, as a function of time. And what you see in that data is quite remarkable. You see every phenomenon that can cause death in a society. You directly see it. So you can see, and I, I've showed this data in my presentations, but you can see uh, large bumps of death in young men when there's a, a major war, like the Second World War. You can see uh, an excess of death in men during the Vietnam War in the United States. You can see the Great Depression. You can see the Dust Bowl, these huge economic collapses. These are the kinds of uh, phenomena that you can see in all-cause mortality. Um, it, it has a seasonal variation. There's always um, many more deaths in the winter than in the summer. This phenomenon is not completely understood, I would argue. And it's reversed in the southern hemisphere because their summer is during our winter and so on. So the, it, 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 the, the high deaths occur in their winter. So our summer in the southern hemisphere. And, uh, it's, it's, we've been measuring this data for more than a hundred years now. Uh, it's really, uh, well, displayed by nations and people have been studying it. And so the kinds of things you can see are uh, heat waves, for example, in northern latitude countries, an intense heat wave will kill people for about a week uh, in, in places that are not used to getting such intense heat waves. An earthquake that crushes people in buildings, you'll see a spike that'll occur in one or two days. There'll be all these deaths, extra deaths due to that uh, killing by the earthquake. Uh, these are the kinds of phenomena that you can pick up easily in all-cause mortality data. And what's really important is that the CDC claimed pandemics of the past. Um, and, 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 Doctor, here's probably well, a good point for me to interrupt because I forgot to say this to you because we didn't talk before you came on. You sent us your slideshow. So when, whenever yes. you're ready, you're, you're going to kind of be the host here because I want you to lead this. Whenever you're ready, uh, give them a few seconds. They'll, they'll follow with slides when you're ready. So, so you just call for what you oh, want. Okay. Well, um, I didn't, I didn't really plan to show them in, in sequence because that would be too much like, uh, like, like a, pre well, okay. We, we, no, we no, that's show, okay. That's okay. Um, we'll, we'll try our best to find out of the hundreds of slides, which ones you want when. And, and, and we should also <laughs> well, add, pe we, people can go to your website and, and find it all right there as well. Yes, of course. Yes. Uh, well, we could show slide six, for example, um, from that, from what I sent you. And, um, if that's, it'll take a moment, do. but just, I, I was just letting you know the slides are there. Please continue. Okay. Okay. Well, the, the point is the, the, the main, yeah, slide six is a good illustration of all cause mortality, uh, since 1900 in the U.S., uh, for men and for women together. So you can see the bumps related to war and the Great Depression and so on. 1918 was a huge event. It's called the Spanish flu, but it shouldn't be called that because it, it I, 
it's now proven scientifically that it was not a viral respiratory disease. In fact, what killed people was uh, bacterial pneumonia. This is before antibiotics were invented at a time when people were just surviving uh, the First World War and uh, were in, living in horrible conditions with their families and so on. And you know it wasn't viral. It didn't kill anyone over 50 years of age. It absolutely only killed young adults and children and so on. And it was all, uh, we know from the pathology now, from the preserved lung tissue, that it was all bacterial pneumonia that that was the the real killer here. So this was this was co-opted to be a viral respiratory disease by the CDC, and it wasn't that at all. And and, and this is uh, very common. Um, in fact, none of the modern claimed pandemics by the CDC in 1957, 1968, which supposedly an H3N2, 2009, and so on, none of them give rise to any excess mortality that you can detect whatsoever in any jurisdiction of the world. So whatever they are, these, these, I would call them, uh, pandemics of propaganda, uh, uh, they do not give rise to excess mortality, contrary to all the things that we know does give rise to anomalies and excess mortality. So that's very important. Now, when you study this kind of data, and we can, we can go, we can show, um, um, we could show, let's see, we could, um, I don't know how, what order to put this in. Oh, well, I didn't mean to divert you off to that. You, 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 we'll just put the slides up as you talk. So go back to your presentation. Right. I've got a lot of, a lot of questions. The point is you've done the research and, and, and you've got yes. the spikes throughout history and we know the many spikes, earthquakes or heat waves and then, and then boom, you study this. Then we see the, the injections and you see historically giant spikes going on. Yeah, but not related to any of the claimed pandemics. There, there, as far as I can tell from all cause mortality, uh, data that we've been studying extensively for a long time, there's no such thing as a viral respiratory pandemic. Okay. This is really, really important in terms of mortality I'm talking about. So it's very important for your listeners to realize that the all cause mortality data, when you study it by state in the United States or by country in Europe or even region of Europe and so on, that it it contradicts it disproves the idea that there was a virulent new pathogen that was spreading in the world there is it's counter evidence to the idea of a spreading new pathogen there is no such thing that would that is seen in the all cause mortality so we have proven that there that 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 nothing was spreading there are hot spots of mortality that occur synchronously around the world that are directly related to assaults against people because of uh, uh, medical treatment uh, and treatment by institutions and care homes and hospitals and so on. Horrendously uh, horrendous. So every time you assault vulnerable people, you kill them. And this is what we see. So you have to realize that the nations that were doing that in the hotspots, in the big hospitals where they were doing that, you have these spikes in mortality during the COVID period after the pandemic was announced. And that's the ventilators, and, that's the remdesivir, that's not letting them see their families. Yes. And and it was all basically, yes, exactly. you can see it was premeditated, it was the exact same medical policies from Australia to Canada, from the U.S. to the U.K., very, very well coordinated. And Well, it, it, it wasn't exactly the same policies. There were different ways of assaulting, and it did depend on jurisdiction. So, for example, in, in, in Germany, uh, they did not 
overuse high, high doses of HCQ, and they did not get a peak of mortality when all the countries around were getting it because of excessive overdoses of HCQ at the very beginning in the first months of the pandemic when they decided it would be a good idea to try that because they were all excited about that there was this new pathogen. So there's examples like that. So the the, the nature of the assault is different from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, uh, but there's a lot of people who use ventilators. Like in northern Italy, it was all about ventilators. Uh, they were putting two patients on every ventilator. They found a way to do that. They really, they really did a lot of killing there and so on. So what, what I'm trying to say is measures and assaults definitely killed people, but there are many jurisdictions where this was not happening and there are no, ex, there's no excess mortality. So you have to realize there's more than half the countries in the world where there was no excess mortality whatsoever that can be detected until you roll out the vaccines. And then there's a large surge, uh, an uptick of mortality to a a domain of higher mortality. So this is true even in India, where you would think that something like this would spread, according to the ideas of epidemiology. There was no excess mortality in India until they rolled out the vaccines, and they rolled them out three months later than everyone else. So, And then when they rolled out the vaccines, it caused 3.7 million deaths in India, excess deaths. So there's more than half the countries in the world where they did not do these aggressive assaults and they had no excess mortality whatsoever until you roll out the vaccines. And then you have these large peaks of mortality when you roll out the vaccines. So this is, um, this is happening around the world. Now, the other thing that's important is that there's no excess mortality in any country anywhere in the world until the pandemic is announced. So it's a political act of announcing the pandemic that created hotspots. That, that is, nothing happened before that. Okay? That's really important. And then specific peaks of mortality happened after the pandemic was announced, often synchronously if they were doing the same kinds of assaults at the same time. So right after the pandemic was announced is a good example. Uh, you know, you have to understand that Synchronous peaks in mortality around the world in a hemisphere is absolutely impossible if you believe standard epidemiological theory. Because when you seed a new infection, it takes time, an unpredictable amount of time, before you get a surge in mortality. And because that time depends on all the details of that society and and what the details of the seed was and so on. So you cannot get synchronous peaks of mortality from a spreading disease, no matter that there are airplanes flying around, none of the modern conditions change the fact that synchronicity is impossible within the idea of a spreading disease. So my conclusion in all of this is that spreading diseases have never been a threat in themselves to any society in terms of causing mortality. Even the big uh, epidemics and pandemics of the past, like even the, the Black Plague and so on, are being reanalyzed now by researchers that I'm in contact with in Germany, for example. And uh, it's being understood in terms of uh, huge assaults against um, the working class or the underclasses or the serfs and the people that were 
uh, affected by huge societal transformations like a change in regime, a takeover, a collapse in in uh, the economy. Or sure, if I could just add that, uh, my dad's yeah. dad was in the Army Air Corps. So, so before the war, he was flying into Germany, bombing them. But then once they went into Italy and into Germany, they said, okay, well, now you're going to be over. Uh, 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 he was the boss over a mess hall and a traveling thing to feed troops. And what he said he saw was, and there obviously were some forced labor camps and dead people, but he said mainly, because we know 20-something million Germans died, only a third of them so died in combat. It was starvation. And because people didn't have food, then a common cold would just kill them. And so that's what you're saying is you have World War One, mass death, sickly people, bad food, a depression, and then we see a spike, just like the Great Depression here. I've seen some university numbers in the U.S. saying 7 million people died of malnutrition during the uh, Great uh, Depression. So I think, I mean, everybody knows that. You don't feed the fish in your fish tank and they're not healthy, they suddenly, uh, you know, get some type of bacterial infection, grow stuff on them and die. Because, uh, you, oh, you went out of town for two weeks, didn't feed the fish. You come back, they have an infection, they're dead. I mean, it's real simple. Yes. And, the okay, so you talked about nutrition, which obviously is very important. Uh, but there's another big factor that, that, that is extremely important that's studied extensively in the scientific literature, and that is the impact of psychological stress and social isolation. Psychological stress and social isolation are known to be the biggest determining factors in terms of depressing your immune system and therefore making you vulnerable to every kind of infection. And so psychological stress, when, 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 when you lose your job, when the society is being transformed because of a war and so on and so on, um, that, that has a huge impact on your physiology and it makes you more vulnerable to infections, including children and so on. So that's very, very important, the, the psychological stress. In fact, I have argued from my social theory uh, studies that um, we inhabit, we always inhabit as social animals, we inhabit a dominance hierarchy, and that dominance hierarchy is maintained by constant um, aggressions by the dominance and and that aggression produces chaotic stress, and that stress depresses your immune system to some degree and makes you more vulnerable. So that's why the lower strata, if you like, of society, the underclasses, die sooner. They die earlier. That's the biggest determining factor is your social classes of how, how old you're going to live. And they're sick more often. And this is by design in the sense that this is how uh, dominance hierarchies among animals uh, maintain the dominance hierarchy is they keep the underlings sick, if you like. By the way, let me and just so back this, you up. Let me just, because this, yeah. this is so key and I'm going to shut up. Klaus Schwab in papers he's written in public statements says, we're going to stress the world to get rid of the old system and, and make a more angrier world. And out of that, we'll collapse the system and build on its ashes our system. And if you look at feudalism, which has been the most common form of government, whether it was in ancient Japan, Europe, the Aztec kingdom, Mesoamerica, the Mayans before them, basic mind culture, is they kept the general public at near starvation under control. That's why royals throughout history are a couple feet taller in many cases than the little serfs because they've not gotten the nutrition they need, keeping them poor and starving, and only on a tiny piece of land you get executed if you're caught taking one of the king's rabbits or deer. That's done deliberately to keep them down. That's what you're saying. Exactly. You you have really uh, uh, dovetailed into exactly my thought here, but it's not primarily, it doesn't have to be primarily nutrition. In a society where nutrition and, and access to resources is a major effect, then sure, 
but there can be a society where it's not so much about nutrition, um, uh, but it's more about the actual stress, this random chaotic stress. It, you know, studies have shown that the stress to keep you in your place is more effective if it's irrational. There's no reason for it. And if it's random, and um, th- this has been going on for a long time. This is how you stabilize the dominance hierarchy. And so um, one of the studies that I rely on a lot was done by a theoretical physicist, uh, and, and he did a study of what stabilizes society. When do you have a democracy versus a totalitarian system? And this was a theoretical physics paper that has had a big impact on my thinking. And it's it goes like this. I'll just summarize it very briefly. So what, what they found in this study that, that was published recently is that there are two parameters that control the extent to which the society will either, uh, you know, run away to totalitarianism or can sustain democracy and a layered structure with class structures and everything for a reasonably long time. Um, and those two parameters are authoritarianism. And what that means in the model is, um, if you, if you are uh, fighting for influence or fighting a battle against someone who's more powerful, who has more social status, if the chance that you, that if you will always lose as soon as someone has a little bit more power or status, then that's a very authoritarian system. And if once in a while you can win in court or wherever, then that's less authoritarian. Okay. So that's one parameter. And the other parameter is how violent the society is, which means when you do lose one of these uh, battles for influence and so on, a fight, if you like, in society. Doctor, we got a break. This is a hard satellite break. I want you to start over because everything you're saying, I'm a layperson, is making perfect sense. Defund the police, create racial division, put women in dresses in the military. It's all meant to stress everyone and break down the old society to bring in the new. You're totally right. Wow. I'm having an epiphany right now. Stay right there. 29 years on air, all I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves, unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people. We don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methyl folate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. We started producing over two years ago with a top independent video game maker, New World Order Wars. And it got behind. We added a lot of stuff to it. We updated it. It's already a hit game. People love it. We put it out at AlexJonesGame.com. Then Steam waited months, the, the, the number one online video game platform, to approve it. And they approved it a week ago. And it went live yesterday, right when the Jeffrey Epstein list broke. That was the top story in the world. That is God's hand on this. So as Garth Brooks says, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. I wanted this out a year ago, but it came out with perfect timing. It's an incredible game. People love it. It's got a voiceover I did for it. It's amazing. Get it at alexjonesgame.com. You can play it there on the site, but click on the link to Steam. 
so you can go to their site and get it and download it to all your devices. Get it at Steam right now. We'll put links on the screen and under it below right here at InfoWars.com. Get the video game. Change the world. The InfoWars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has finally returned. To celebrate this powerful product's long-awaited homecoming, we're slashing $10 off the asking price, passing the savings on to you. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. Concentrated to 30 parts per million in a pure base of deionized water, this survival silver is the perfect fit for you and your family's routine and emergency supply. Beloidal silver is an amazing natural product that can assist your body's many healing processes. Do a deep dive, research the possibilities of colloidal silver yourself, and don't miss out on this limited time offer of $10 off. Try InfoWars Life Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver today. Available right now at InfoWarsStore.com. We are in the middle of a crude and ugly communist revolution funded by the big banks as a battering ram into a new age digital economy and a total surveillance state. All branches of government are attacking we the people and they offer us only one option, a meaningless vote in a rigged election. What we can do is be prepared. And you can support the InfoWar by shopping at InfoWarStore.com for products to help you through good times and bad. And you can share the videos at band.video. Our best hope still is, and always has been, a mass awakening. So download the videos, share them, upload them, and send them everywhere. Let the world unite for truth, justice, and 1776 worldwide. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. Defending the Republic from enemies, foreign and domestic, it's Alex Jones. Dr. Dennis Rancourt is our guest here, and obviously a lot of people are tuned in want to get into the 17 million dead and the statistics and the numbers. But first, he's giving you the history of it and, and, and really getting into why he thinks they're they're doing this. Now, it's not just the shots. It's a whole psychological combination. But that's not his opinion, but 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 he goes into the science of it and, and what actually happened. They, they said in Canada, the U.S., England, they, the, the headlines, London Telegraph, you name it. Military secretly terrorized public to follow COVID measures. CIA paid off doctors to not tell the truth about therapeutics and to say that, you know, the shots were more deadly. And, and all these politicians saying it's going to kill 5 million in the U.S. and 500,000 in the U.K. to create that fear that locking people down, putting masks on, massive suicide, massive divorce, masks giving you bacterial pneumonia, you know, all of this going on. And then you look at the destabilization and the admission, so there's different ways scientifically to look at this, but they admit, Klaus Schwab admits, we are trying to destabilize civilization. Like Yuri Bezmenov, the big KGB defector, talked about the Russian tactic in countries they were trying to exploit. Uh, and, and people say, oh, the Russians did it here. Well, yeah, but 
the Russian system got set up by elites in, in, in the U.S. and England, so they were kind of using technologies there to test it out on the Russians because they've been under a czarist system where mainly farmers, they thought these will be easy people to go control. Once they seize Russia, they then use it as an exploitation system worldwide. But Yuri Bezmenov talked about the demoralization phase, destabilizing, turning people against each other, undermining the system, and then they go through the other levels of this, uh, and, and then finally, the exploitation phase, where they use the, the captured country to start projecting the power into the next system they're going to capture. I, I would use the analogy of a, a beekeeper goes in and turns on smoke to confuse the bees and distract them and make them be disoriented and, and trying to attack the smoke so you can go in and take all the honey. I mean, I think that's probably a good analogy. What do you think, uh, doctor, on that? And, and then let's continue. Okay. Well, let me first summarize what I've, one of the main points that I've been trying to convey up to now. I would put it this way. All cause mortality and our several years of study, in-depth study, has absolutely convinced us there was no pandemic in the sense that there was not a particularly virulent new pathogen that was spreading and causing death. That is not what happened. What happened was huge assaults against vulnerable people by many different methods. And every time you did that, you caused excess mortality. And all the countries where they were not doing that, there was absolutely no excess mortality, even if it was a jurisdiction that was right beside the one that was doing this. So this so-called virus or the virus would have had to be carrying a passport. It did not cross jurisdictional borders. And that is seen over and over again in maps that we have shown. So there were localized moments and points of high deaths directly caused by the huge assaults. So this is, this was excess mortality always produced by attacks against people in various forms. And it's the vulnerable people, especially the elderly, the disabled, and so on, who died in the greatest numbers as a direct result of those assaults. And the mechanism of the death overall in the U.S. is as follows. If you, we, we know that, that uh, social isolation and psychological stress that goes to the heart of your self-image, and this is what, this is the kind of impact we were having on people that depresses your immune system, makes you vulnerable to infection, the most common infections in the U.S. are bacterial pneumonia. In fact, poor people in the United States traditionally get many more prescriptions of antibiotics because they're particularly vulnerable to that. There was a huge recognized epidemic of bacterial pneumonia in the U.S. The death certificates tell us that. And um, this was happening because they refused to prescribe antibiotics. Antibiotic prescription rates around the Western world dropped by 50% exactly when you needed it most, when you, when you were, um, when people were getting these infections. And so th this is the mechanism whereby they died, but it's the assaults that killed them. And so there's a whole variety of assaults. For example, in Peru, they called in 10,000 military reservists to go and find people in the countryside and everywhere and test them for COVID. And if they tested, they would rip them out of their families and isolate them. This killed, this, there's a huge peak of all-cause mortality in Peru directly related to that policy. In the U.S., the so-called vaccine equity campaigns that went in and got people that way, that directly caused a peak of mortality in the summer when you, you should never have one in the United States. 
In the United States, what we found was that excess mortality was highly correlated to poverty in the state. So, in fact, it wasn't only correlated, very, very strong correlation, it was proportional to, so a state that would have had no poor would have not had any excess mortality. So this was a, 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 a major assault against people, and as a result, the most vulnerable were killed, and it's a huge number. Now that's before we talk about the vaccines. That, but that, but, you know, the vaccines are part of this assault, are part of, you know, you're forcing them on people and so on. So you cannot dissociate that what's in the injection and the fact that you're assaulting people in this way and, and inducing this fear and forcing them to have something injected in their body and so on. Sure. Well, uh, let me just ask this then, because everything you're saying is true. I mean, they fund Black Lives Matter to riot and burn stuff down, billions of dollars, and kill a bunch of people. Same stuff goes on in Europe. They defund the police at the same time. Uh, they block, not just here, it was somewhat coordinated, but, but, but therapeutics around the world. They then have police out beating and attacking viciously from New York City to, to, you know, you name it. Horses running over people uh, in Ottawa, just all of this. This was dystopia. On top of it, then, they and you show that in your 25-minute presentation that I heard on my show last night that I posted on Friday that, you know, proud of the folks over at Real Alex Jones, got like 3 million views, and, and, because this is a war to expose this. But, but then expanding on that, um, you then show the little bump from the stress, and it's still a lot of people have been dying, but little compared to the shots and uh, the mask and the lockdowns and, and all the social pressure. Others, this deadly virus and all the anxiety. But then the shots start. That's when you really get those big spikes. Yeah. See, I don't agree with the deadly virus. Our our work, I think, proves that you cannot believe in a deadly virus that was spreading and that was really causing the problem. So that's just the point that I have to insist on. But What's important here when you talk about the police and so on, you have to realize that the medical industry itself is a much bigger killer than anything the police could do. The, you know, the, the third leading cause of death in Western societies is medicine itself, is the medical uh, establishment. Well, Doc, let me stop and, you. And, I want to be 100% clear. I, I agree with yeah. you that the death, because they admit it, was the randesivir and the ventilators and, 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 and then just not letting people who just had regular colds or whatever have access, shutting the hospitals down, uh, sending people back home that already had a cold, not giving them treatment, waiting till it got worse. I mean, that was what premeditatively did that. I was just simply saying, you're right, I'm not a statistician, but it shows the, the little hump there from all that. And then 2021 comes around and boom, we see mass death. Well, in the U.S., it was not a little hump. It was very significant. So depending on the jurisdiction and depending on these aggressions, those initial humps before they rolled out were also very large. But let me insist on this. Um, Medicine itself, the medical establishment, is a leading cause of death in the world. Okay, so the so-called medical errors and prescriptions and the, the treatments that are traditional accepted treatments are huge killers. So I, and, and this is well known. This is recognized. It's, it's, it's recognized in the scientific journals to be the third leading cause of death in the Western world. Now, what I have argued is that, that it's structurally made that way. Medicine, the role of medicine as an institution in our society is to maintain the dominance hierarchy, is to keep people sick and to put them in their place. It's just part of that institutionally. So 
So medicine itself is already a big killer. So it's not surprising that a medical military campaign of this of this type would also kill. Um, um, you, you see, my point is that we can't forget that medicine itself has huge problems. And I would argue from a social theory perspective that medicine itself, that's its purpose. Well, you are definitely right that the more totalitarian a country, the bigger they have a medical tyranny. And the tip of the spear for the Soviets and the Nazis and the Chicoms and everybody else is medical tyranny. And now the UN has chosen this with their world treaty that takes over everything to establish a planetary dictatorship through medical tyranny. So I don't think that's debatable. That is public knowledge for people that know history. But I would argue that there has been for a long time a medical tyranny in the Western countries, including the United States. No, I agree, but now, now, now it's an expansion phase. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, definitely it has shown, uh, other dimensions that it, it didn't, it wasn't asked to play these roles before, but now it's taking a bigger place for sure. Um, so that's, that's important. Now I was, I was, um, on, I was explaining this thing about dominance hierarchy. Um, so I want to come back to that because I said that authoritarianism is this parameter that is a big control thing. So what's the likelihood that you can win a battle against a more powerful opponent in society? If you can never win, then it's a very authoritarian society. And the violence is how much do you suffer when you lose one of these battles? So how long do you go to jail for? How big is the fine? That kind of thing. That's how violent the society is. So what's important is those two parameters control how quickly we run away and evolve towards a totalitarian state. And the problem is that the elites are always tweaking those parameters to their favor. So they're always changing the laws and having disproportionate influence, non-democratic influence, to change things in their favor. And their favor is a more totalitarian system where they have all the wealth and most of the power and everyone else is underneath. So this is how, this is kind of like the macro look at society. And so, um, yeah, so that comes straight from theoretical physics, that understanding of the dominance hierarchy. And so we're always, it's, it's a question of degree. To what degree are we truly a democracy where they, where resources and influence are spread in different strata in the society? Or to what degree are we going to become more totalitarian? And we're obviously running in the direction of totalitarianism right now and losing Every, every bit of democracy that we had, all the institutions and everything. And it's, it's been a gradual thing. It's taken decades. You have been following it and screaming about it for decades yourself, Alex. I know that. And, um, that's where we're at. And then we decide, they decide that they're going to roll out this vaccine. They're going to have a military campaign and inject everyone and then multiple injections of everyone. And so we studied to try to find the mortality that was associated to those rollouts. And as you pointed out, we found it. And we found a lot of it. And it was dramatic. Uh, that That's before the rollouts, the graph you're showing now for the U.S. If you want to see rollouts, um, not sure what the best uh, graphs are, but it would be, um, well, we showed examples. You, you showed examples in the video, slide 20, and and moving forward would be other other examples but um these rollouts coincide and cause or or at least are temporally associated intimately with peaks in all cause mortality and that's for every age group 
and that's creating peaks in mortality at places in the seasonal cycle where they should never occur, and they haven't historically. But all of a sudden, you're doing this, you're rolling out these vaccines, and you get that mortality. So what we were able to do is we were able to to show that this this cannot be a coincidence, that it happens over and over again. Wherever you roll out these boosters, you get these peaks or bigger peaks than you should have. And so we're able to quantify on a per-dose basis how many people do you kill with these boosters. And what we found was that it increases exponentially with age. And so a key graph that shows that in the in the presentation there is, uh, for example, slide 23 for Australia and Israel. <clears throat> there it is. And so you can see that the toxicity of the vaccine on the y-axis increases exponentially with the age of the person being injected. And this is data from Israel and also from Australia for the for the booster dose. So um, we can we can see this repeatedly. So you you have to think of the vaccine as a toxic substance because the more injections you have, the more likelihood that the that the damage is accumulating and that will kill you more. So the 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 boosters we find are having a bigger effect than the first doses. And just like a toxic substance, the older you are, the more vulnerable you are to dying, to being poisoned in that way. And so you, you can really understand it that way. And based on all of this uh, study and systematically seeing it virtually in every country where we have enough data that we can find it, we concluded what the average toxicity per dose was on the planet. And then from that, given that we know how many doses were delivered, we can calculate how many people would have been killed on the planet, and they would be predominantly older people, and we came up with that number 17 million, plus or minus half a million. That's the statistical error on the average. So we believe that a a large number of deaths, that many deaths globally, can be temporally associated to the rollouts of these vaccines, and that all the indicators are, all the scientific criteria for deciding if it's a causal relationship are satisfied. So there appears to be a strong causal relationship between you and Jack and you get these excess deaths. And that, 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 that's how we did it. And so we have studied more than a hundred countries now. We have uh, graphs and graphs and by age group and by time of these peaks and what was done. And like I said, you when we see an anomaly in a country, we can go in there and say, oh, what were they doing here? So, for example, and this is going to shock some people, but in Cuba, they developed their own vaccine, and it turned out that their own vaccine is more toxic than the vaccines we were generally using. There's a huge peak of excess mortality that only happens when Cuba rolls out its own vaccine. And so there, there's all kinds of uh, examples uh, in the data of this kind of phenomenon. There is no doubt in my mind that there is this um, causal relationship that you can conclude from the criteria scientifically for establishing a causal relationship uh, between the vaccines and death. And some of the critics have said, oh, but those are just uh, COVID deaths. Well, why would you have a peak in COVID deaths precisely when you rolled out the booster everywhere in the world every time? And then they come up with these crazy theories like, well, they, they rolled out the boosters when they knew there was new variants coming out 
And therefore that would, that would explain it. So you have to start inventing all these scenarios for which there is no, uh, concrete data, by the way. These are just invented scenarios. You have to start making excuses like that if you want to start explaining some of the features that we see in the data. And, and Doc, but, now we're talking to Dr. Dennis Rancourt, who helped lead us in such amazing information that pretty much mirrors the other organizations and groups and insurance actuarists and others that have come out and said, look, it's between 17 and 20-something million dead. Depending on how you slice it, you've gone with a conservative number here. What did you make, and I'm sure you've seen the fact that the man, Barry Young, in New Zealand, that was the only person over all the databases – and, and he had a government database of when they gave somebody a shot, money was apportioned to go to Pfizer. That was the majority of the shots given there. And then he could take the actual death numbers and he could place that over it. And, and lo and behold, it was almost all the people that had taken the shots that were indeed dying. So you can look at death exploding right when shots happen and say, well, that looks like that's the shot. But you get Barry Young's information, and for what he says, the only country where that's been released, they've now criminally charged him. They've not denied that he got the data or was the head guy. Uh, how important is his whistleblowing, and how important would other whistleblowers be coming forward? That's, uh, I, I would say it's very important. That's exactly the kind of data you need to go a step further. You need to know the people had, who died, not only how old they were and where they died, but had they been injected and when had they been injected? How many, what is the time lapse between the last, uh, injection they had and their death? You need that data and you need it on a person by person basis. You need to couple those data sets. And that's precisely what we need, and that's precisely what governments, national governments, absolutely don't want any researchers to have, and they go to great lengths to, to, to prevent us from getting that data. So many scientists have been asking for that data, have been pointing out that this is the data you need to really solve this problem, and you can't get it. So it's a, it's a very important movement. Uh, to have whistleblowers like that who, who expose some of that data, even though it's, it's not complete for the whole nation and you can, you can argue that there might be caveats that you have to worry about. Still, this is precisely the kind of data that one needs to go further and to really see, for example, if some manufacturers are more toxic than others and to see um, um, the, the age variation. I was about to and, say, because it gets down to certain lots or even worse. We saw that here in the U.S., and just last week they announced that Moderna's main plant accidentally didn't control anything and doesn't now know what went in. The headline was, unknown substance in their shot. Looks to me like they're trying to cover their ass. Yeah. Uh, overall, in our research, um, the toxic law idea has not played a big role because we're looking at the state, you know, the, the scale of nations and the world. And we don't see those relatively small effects if if there was a bad batch or it wasn't well preserved or it was. But and also we studied uh, the pro- the proposal that there were actual toxic batches. But what we found instead is that those batches had been given at first to more elderly people. Ah. And we know that the the death from the vaccine to more elderly people goes exponentially. So we were able to explain the VARS data, for example, in terms purely in terms of the age of who was being injected with that batch and how old were they on average and so on. So um, we don't put a lot of weight into this idea that uh, people died uh, from the vaccine because of bad batches. No, no, the vaccine... I, I wasn't saying it was bad batches. I was yeah, just yeah, raising no, I that. Know, but I, I think some I of them know. were might have been range finding and testing. But l- let me ask you this before we go to break. Come back in the next yeah. hour. 
looking at this and looking at what's happened now and how they're trying to suppress these numbers, just to just put, you know, putting your lay hat on, this is a regular citizen of the world, citizen of Canada. Do you think the establishment's happy right now? I see this as a devastating defeat of them. They got a few years of hysteria. They killed a lot of people. They hurt a lot of people. They admit it was a beta test now. Bill Gates has said this for a larger takeover. They want a global carbon tax. They want carbon lockdowns. They're all admitting that this was the beginning of their new build back better, their great reset. So that's not an opinion. They've said that, but it doesn't seem like it's going well for them and that they kind of jumped the shark. Hmm. I don't know. I, I might offer an opposite view, which is this military campaign of injecting everyone in, in their societies has been a great success. They they perfected, they got everyone involved, all the institutions, all the academics, all the media, and they had this huge propaganda umbrella, and it was a military rollout, and they did succeed in, in, in vaccinating everyone, getting everyone to wear masks. Uh, they They wanted to test to what degree they could actually convince people that it was that to let themselves be injected with a substance for God's sakes, and they succeeded. And so it was, it was a, a, a successful experiment. They learned a lot from it. Um, they will, uh, I'm sure they'll adjust it, fine tune it if they want to do it again. But, um, it's amazing the degree to which they succeeded. Now there's a lot of resistance and that resistance is clearly worrying them, which is why there's so much censorship. And, and why they go so violently after the organizers and things like that and put them in jail in, in, in Canada anyway. And so, uh, they're worried about resistance and they're worried about that. But, you know, the, I think that what's driving this is geopolitics. I think that the, the U.S. losing, uh, its grip on the U.S. dollar as the world currency and the ability to extract resources in that way the 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 emergence of Eurasia, China and Russia and so on. These are the big forces that are at play here. And I think that the crazy people who want to keep doing what they do in the United States, the the elite, they want to make sure that there's no domestic resistance to the wars that they want to have. No, I totally agree. You stay right there. It's an excuse to set up martial law and shut down your political opposition. And and that's not your opinion. As you know, the Rockefeller Foundation in 2010 and others, Operation Lockstep, they basically say that. And so that's what this is. This is a cover for martial law by another name. Uh, Dr. Dennis Rancourt, very impressive person. Uh, Correlation-Canada.org and... You can also find him on X, Dr. Dennis Rancourt. Dennis Rancourt on X. We'll be right back with hour number three. We'll talk about how we stop this because they are getting ready to launch a new one. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth of an accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methyl folate with high quality organic 
complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells, and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. Naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America, Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD like Rebel Zen has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. A psychological hysteria to practice martial law and to make every citizen of every country a suspect and the UN and the big pharma and Bill Gates as the savior. Dr. Dennis Rancourt is a very successful scientist and expert who brought together an international group to break down the numbers that basically concur with many other organizations and groups that have found similar numbers of 17 to 20 plus million killed by the lethal injection. Some stations don't carry this little five minute segment. But we are huge on X, the Internet. Millions tuned in right now. We join a bunch of stations in five minutes. But j just give me a prelude and, and, and also the audience, because we were just talking during the one the short break. He said, I got a bunch of stuff I want to bring up. Give us a little uh, preview of what you're about to cover. Okay. Well, I want to talk about the degree to which professionals uh, were completely on board with all of this madness, that they completely lost their brains and their professional independence if they ever had it. And I want to show an example of how scientists played into this in relation to the Nobel Prize that was given to the vaccines. So there's a, a, a key slide or two that I want to show that illustrates just how insane these professional scientists are prepared to say completely absurd things. And it doesn't matter to them. And it plays into the propaganda. So the degree to which science itself was an instrument of propaganda in this whole thing and all the professional employees went along with this. Um, so yeah, I want I want to illustrate that to start to start, yeah. And is that? Yeah, you know, we're going to break a moment. We'll come back. And I saw those slides. Your longer presentation. We'll we'll show that. And you'll you'll give us the slide numbers during the break. What else do you want to then hit? How we get on the offense? Oh, um, how we change this? Sure, I'm happy to go along with you in all those directions after that. And as you say, you know, I'll just I'll just give you my opinion. We've covered all the science, I think. Um, you know, I, I basically stressed how useful and important all-cause mortality is. 
I talked about, I think what's really vital and what people are just not hearing, no matter how many times I say it, is um, spreading diseases are not a big concern in societies, and there was no pandemic. So there, even if they tried to make a virulent bug, they didn't succeed. There's no evidence for it in the mortality. That's a point that I just keep having a hard time uh, telling people about. They they won't hear it. They they don't want to admit this idea that there might not have been a dangerous pathogen. It's really about the assault, uh, assaults and and living conditions and stress that kills people. Absolutely. I mean, we know just when the stock market crashed. In 1929, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but before the food ran out, before all that caused people to have, you know, low nutrition and, and, and die, we know it was a lot of millions died in the next decade directly. I think the number I said was seven million universities claim. I'm not sure about that, but uh, there were tens of thousands of suicides and all sorts of illnesses and problems just stop the stock market crashing. Right, right. Hey, are we live right now or am I just giving you a, we are. No, a no, preview? No, no. Yeah, yeah. What I was explaining is, I'm I'm still on talk radio. It's, talk radio still has a lot of audiences. That's why we okay, have these okay. breaks. We're not a most people watch podcasts. Most people do that. So they say, why are there like ten minutes of breaks an hour? And you know, why does Alex do this? Because we're still on a lot of radio stations. That's how when they deplatformed me five years ago, we were still able to stay on air because we had hundreds of radio stations. Now they got a list of them and threatened them and harassed them, but most of them actually kept us on. Some put us on more because of it. So yeah, I was simply saying. The full audience is not here. We're going to break in like 30 seconds, and I wanted you to just give us a prelude of what you're about to hit when we come back, okay? I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, because so, we could yeah, have taken so, a five-minute break, but, but instead I just thought we still have a huge Internet audience right now. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I, I want to show just how obscene these scientists can be by a, a calculation that we did to show that they were talking nonsense. Because it's very visual, this graph. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be talking about, uh, slide nine and ten, for example. All right, we're going to break. Back in 60 seconds, I saw you this presentation. It's extremely powerful. I'm also very familiar with these numbers. Remember we were told, oh, five million are gonna die in the U.S., half a million in the U.K., and then none of it happened. They were lying. We'll be right back. Oh, by the way, it came from a group funded in, what, Seattle by Bill Gates. So it's the same thing over and over again, and they're gearing up to do it again. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happening. Two years in the making, and we didn't plan it like this because we didn't know, to release Alex Jones' New World Order Wars that's all about fighting Epstein and Clinton and Hillary and the deep state and the pedo rings. Whole levels just dealing with that because that's the truth of how they operate. And now the game went on Steam, the biggest online platform of video games in the world. 150 million users a week and it already shot to number one. So find the link to Steam at alexjonesgame.com or search Alex Jones' New World Order Wars at Steam and get it for yourself. It's got an incredible 97% reviews. We'll put the link to Steam on screen and to alexjonesgame.com. Get it. We are taking back the culture. We are taking things back. This will fund the info war going into the election in the next 10 months. The only way we fail is if we don't take action. Get New World Order Wars by Alex Jones now. through the lies and disinformation, it's Alex Jones coming to you live from the front lines of the InfoWar. 
All right, Dr. Dennis Rancourt has been gracious enough to spend two hours with us, and I want to invite him back when he has more findings. We'll do an actual podcast, commercial free, where there's no breaks. He can even get up if he wants at a podium and do a presentation to millions of people here because uh, that's what I really want to get from him. But I'm here asking a lot of questions. Uh, You can uh, go to his uh, site, correlation-canada.org, if you've just joined us. His international group of researchers and scientists uh, from the uh, mortality numbers have shown basically what the other researchers around the world are showing, at least a 17 million uh, number of dead people from the shots. And and I'm going to ask him after he gets to his next point, why if they just want political control to lock things down and have this medical tyranny, then give you an experimental concoction that I know they studied on rats and other animals because I have the FDA's own prediction in October 2000 that it would cause all these things we saw. So, so like, I mean, do they want to be the villains or, well, I mean, now they're blaming it on COVID. So I guess they had to have something deadly for fear. So it's the shot, which we know it is. I mean, I, I know we're trying to figure it out. It's just so reckless, so Dr. Evil, so megalomaniacal. But going back to Dr. Dennis Rancourt, uh, you in your presentation get to how they fear-mongered people into taking the shot with the claim that it was going to cause all this death, the virus, and then they claim they saved tens of millions of people with it, but we have the actual numbers, and it's a giant hoax. It is a giant hoax, yeah. Um, wow, the, 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 my mind is just blowing up with all these ideas, and it's great. And And I want to say that I think the military, when they rolled out this technology, they actually believe that it can work. They actually believe that these cationic uh, lipid nanoparticles and what they put in them, that transfection works like the cartoons that they explained that pharma is putting out, that they can actually uh, protect people from from a biopoison if they need to or or make people weaker in a certain neighborhood or in a certain country. They wanted to uh, have rollouts, military rollouts on the global scale, show that they could do it, figure out if they could do it because they believe that this technology can be useful. But I, uh, our, our data shows that um, there wasn't even a pathogen to be concerned about. So its utility is, is in great question. And I would question whether the, the thing is, for some reason, the military people think that surely, surely, let me put it this way. It's very useful militarily to be able to inject everyone with whatever you want, whenever you want, to roll it out, to use a pretext and to do that. That is a a capacity that you want to have in a world that's going to potentially be insecure and have wars because of the geopolitics and how it's evolving. So they've decided. And by the way, you got interrupted. Finish the geopolitic point. You got interrupted by the end of the hour on how the, the, the Western establishment is using this because of crumbling power. They admit they are. And, and, and then you're absolutely yeah. right. If you own somebody's body, you can put in it what you want with no background, no research. I mean, a man can't make his wife have sex with him when she wants or, or vice versa. That would be rape too. It's literally rape. Right. I mean, they own our bodies. And yes. so do these control freaks. That's the final frontier of we put what we want when we want in your body and don't even tell you what the hell it is. So, so let's go back to the end of the hour. Yes. I'm glad you brought up uh, the, the global strategy to prop up the Anglo-American establishment. And then let's segue into demolishing this Nobel Prize uh, so-called research. Okay. So I, geopolitics did not stop being real. Geopolitics is the biggest 
control wheels on the planet in terms of human societies. And right now, there is a the Eurasian bloc that's developing. They have uh, kept their sovereignty. They're developing. Of course, they interact. Of course, they have economic exchange. Of course, there are corrupt individuals that filter into one society and into the other. All that is true. But overall, geopolitics is real. And this is a geopolitical war for control of the continents that uh, the U.S. wants to continue completely exploiting, namely Latin America and Africa and large parts of Asia and so on. So and and the exploitation mechanism has been the U.S. dollar. Now this is being threatened dramatically. There's actual real economic development happening in Russia, China and and their uh, connected uh, collaborators and so on. So they, the elite that have been benefiting from this exploitation since, uh, 1971, you know, the, the Bretton Woods agreement, uh, failure and so on. All of this is real and there's a continuity to it. Uh, globalization, for example, increased dramatically when the Soviet Union dissolved in the early 1990s. You can see all the indicators of globalization and of uh, uh, predation of corporations, they fire up at that year. And that's when these uh, international conferences were put on to initiate what the new uh, uh, doctrines or religions were going to be in the West, which was anti-racism of language, gender equity, which meant you wanted to have as many CEO females and members of parliament uh, female as male. It, it, it had nothing to do with exploiting children and, and, and women. It had nothing to do with human rights and also uh, um, um, environmental concerns uh, to be used as a religion. So this led to global warming and so on. Those conferences were initiated and were planned and were filtered down into all our institutions in the early 1990s when the Soviet Union dissolved and the uh the west decided the us decided this is it we own everything now we can design it the one of the threats is 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 domestic resistance so we can have these new religions we can make sure that the families are not important and so on and so on okay so that's the big picture so there is now a huge geopolitical struggle or uh, the us wants complete dominance it has a hard time accepting that others would have sovereignty and would develop economically. And um, it's always created and had wars and, and influences and coups in order to prevent that. But it's not able to prevent it anymore. And Eurasia and BRICS and everything, they're coming together, and that is now unavoidable. So the U.S. is is deciding... Well, in in that case, we're going to. I think they're desperate, and I think they're 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 planning uh, military actions against China. I think they're planning all kinds of things. And in the what's going to happen now is that the standard of living and the ability to exploit of the U.S. system is going to drop. And so the elite want to keep all the money, and that means that the working class and the lower class are going to suffer economically dramatically. And therefore, you don't. You, you don't want domestic resistance. You want to be able to keep those people down with, with propaganda, with lies, and with control, if need be, by direct intervention. So this, it, it's in that view. It's in, it's to prevent, you know, the yellow vest, the Trump movement, the Brexit. You want to prevent those, those social movements that could fight back 
effectively against an elite that that is a little too crazy. And there's no better way than having a viral scare and a biomedical tyranny where everyone is suspect, everyone can be disappeared for the greater good, and the children wear masks. And it's the symbol of you're in the cult instead of a Nazi armband. It's now the mask. And what's crazy is Yuval Noah Harari, Bill Gates, the U.N., the Carnegie Endowment, the CIA. I mean, there's hundreds of news articles where they admitted we're going to use this for social cohesion. They mean their control and the new religion of green. And we're going to train you to live in lockdowns and have nothing in the new austerity. And that COVID was just the training wheels. I mean, they're all over the place. And Alex, in the same way that you see a rollout of a vaccine and you immediately see in time an excess peak in mortality, in the same way, what's happening geopolitically is not disconnected from this whole vaccine rollout, COVID scare, the masks and everything. The, 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 the social engineering assault that just happened is not disconnected from the geopolitical reality Really big things are happening geopolitically. There's, there's, there's a war in Ukraine and the U.S. has been exposed as being not so powerful militarily. They're losing. The entire West is supporting Ukraine and they're losing unambiguously. Okay. So they're, 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 they're being exposed. Also, military technology has changed. Drones are now very important. Uh, a small country with little resources can take down an aircraft carrier with drones send out hundreds or thousands of drones and take down incredible ships. So the 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 U.S. can no longer just send in a carrier group and completely intimidate a nation. Uh, the, so military technology, uh, the real development of Eurasia, all these things are devastating the complete dominance that the U.S.-centered system had. And the U.S.-centered system, a lot of them, are flipping out because they know there's going to be social unrest. They know that their economy is going to take come down a notch, and they want the working and non-working classes to suffer from that, and they want the elite want to keep everything they have and even have more. I think that's what's going on here. Um, well, by the way, they admitted it as, I mean, on screen, military campaign to yeah. influence public opinion continued after defense chiefs shut it down. For those who don't know... When we say the military ran this, the Western governments got together, had all these so-called experimental shots, mRNA, gene therapy on the shelf, and Gates and Fauci had C-SPAN forums in 2017-18 saying, we don't like the approval process anymore. I've played these clips many times. We're going to use a novel virus probably out of China soon to blow up the old regulatory system, and we're going to have fast-made uh, new technologies that we call vaccines, we just give to you, and we're going to have a global response to deliver it. So it gives them the global control. It's a unifying way to have the world go back under what they tried for World War One, the League of Nations, and for World War Two, the UN, which is a creature of the Anglo-American, British, U.S. global empire, and, and that's what it is. And so they've done a big viral scare with the UN they control to try to get the world back under their control as they basically hold the planet hostage uh, with the, quote, threat of new viruses. Uh, but what they really mean is new shots they're going to use. But then there's the problem. Yeah. The Russians and others won't take the shots, so they're not dying. So they can only sit here and kill their own population, uh, which, again, as is, is any empire begins to die, it begins to at least try to control what's inside the empire. Yes. And Russia and China did have their own vaccines. And that's because if you see 
a new technology being uh, put out this way that potentially can be of use to you, you're going to put it out as well. And but but it's they're, they're going to make their own, of course. And um, so that that's not an accident either. Um, if if someone develops something, the, in, including the ability the ability to uh, to engineer society, then you're going to do it too. And also, we cannot ignore that U.S. propaganda is extremely powerful and does penetrate into Russia and China to a large degree. So the populations there would have been frightened by this this uh, this virus. But the important thing is, all of the deaths and all of the turmoil and all of the economic impact would have happened exactly the same way if you just imagine that there's no particularly virulent new pathogen, none whatsoever. Forget about lab leaks. Forget about anything. If you, if you, if you just admit that it, let's, let's admit the possibility that there was no new pathogen, then all the deaths would happen the same way if you do this to people, if you assault them in this way. I think that's really important. And, and so, I and so they, day, I mean, earlier you said they thought they'd be saviors. I, I mean, if I wanted medical control of the world, I'd have it be a sugar shot up front so people wouldn't get hurt and they would buy into me being a savior. I wouldn't give them something so dangerous. And no. I know, I know in the studies when they tested very similar systems at the University of Texas and a bunch of other facilities, there were scandals because it killed you know, most of the lab rats and things like that over time. I cut their life expectancy in half. I can play a clip of a, just a one minute yeah, of, uh, yeah. of, of, of the Texas but, Senate. But, but it, it, in this case, it could not be a sugar shot or a saline solution because it works better if there's adverse effects. It convinces people that uh, this is real if there are adverse effects. And it, it allows them to think in terms of, well, yeah, there is a risk, but it's for the greater good, and there's more risk from COVID itself. Sure. So it's Dr. Rancourt, I agree with you. Earlier you said, I'm not disagreeing with you. I know we're wargaming this. Yeah. You said you thought the military actually thought they would be the saviors. I think certainly they thought when they helped create it and do it, and they were given this, but but the higher up group above no, it. No, 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 I, I, I think you may have misunderstood, or I didn't explain myself well. I don't mean that the military thought they were, they were the, the saviors. I mean they think that. Uh, see, I think they're thinking in terms of a bioweapon produced by uh, uh, another country, and they want to inject the antidote quickly into their population. They need to be able to roll it out quickly. You see, that's what I meant. No, I no, I agree. Of the vaccine. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. That's yeah. So uh, what I mean is but there's the, no the doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, I mean, here's an example. Why would the FDA put out on their own website in October 2000, three months before the shot rolls out, that we think it's going to cause heart attacks, myocarditis, blood clots, infertility, turbo cancers. Why would they put that out? Because then I had I had all these other scientists on and and, uh, and and like Dr. Michael Yedon and all the rest saying, no, no, there's been other studies with similar shots. It's going to do this. So at the same time, they're on my show saying it. The FDA puts out a document basically agreeing. What is the point of that? It 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 it, it you, you cover yourself. It, it works better if you agree. If it, you don't want to have a bunch of people screaming and showing patients dying and so on, and and you haven't foreseen it, so it's a lot easier for them to to say we foresaw it. These are adverse effects, but it's for the greater good. And COVID is is more dangerous than all these adverse effects. It's, and that brings it's, it's us to where you were earlier. You got to interrupt the last hour. Now let's get into the fake science claiming it saved fourteen million okay. lives. All right. So if I could have slide uh, nine and then I'll show slide 10 and maybe 11 and 12 after that as well. But um, 
if we could have that, I'll show you what, what we're doing here. Okay, so in this slide, so there was this scientific article by Watson et al. that said that the vaccines had saved uh, millions of lives. I forget what they said, 14 million or something like that, a huge number of lives globally. And so we we took that paper apart, we looked at it, and they said how many lives were saved in every single country they calculated. And we show that their calculation is complete nonsense because in the blue curve there, this is for Canada, but the blue curve is the all-cause mortality. The red curve is the mortality that, according to them, would have occurred if they didn't deploy the vaccine. And the gray curve is the cumulative doses of vaccine coming out. You see that? So they're saying that if if we hadn't rolled out the vaccines, that you'd have that red curve. In other words, you'd have mortality like we've never seen historically. And look at this. It magically would have occurred precisely when you rolled out the vaccine. So in other words, you, you they rolled out the vaccine exactly when and in proportion to the deaths that they say would have occurred without the vaccine. And those deaths are completely obscenely unreasonable like the, it's just impossible to have that death level in fact even with the excess mortality that did happen in, in with covid you see that blue line underneath and then they say and the vaccine brought the mortality down to that level not halfway not part way but down and precisely to that level so we're completely ridiculing that paper uh, that was published that argued that the vaccines had saved this many lives and we show country after country what it would look like and so if you go to the next slide, which is slide 10, again for Canada, now instead of uh, plotting all-cause mortality itself, we're, we're plotting excess all-cause mortality. So you see that before the pandemic was announced, it's just a flat line. Then you have a little bump immediately after the pandemic was announced when they were uh, killing people directly in response with what they were doing in care homes and hospitals. And this is, this is the, this unheard of excess mortality in red that would have happened on this exactly in line with when the boosters and the vaccines were given out. But in fact, what we see, and we've shown this before, is that every time you have an extra rollout, you actually do get an excess mortality peak occurring. But they were, they were talking about this magical modeling that, that explained that the magical, uh, uh, a vaccine had saved all these lives. It's just crazy nonsense. So we show that that paper was just that kind of Sure, but what about this, doctor? I don't know we have the slides, but I've covered this a hundred times. Anybody out there remembers this. They said in 2020, even within three or four months of it starting, oh my God, we're going to have hundreds of millions dead. We're going to have five million dead in yeah. the U.S., half million in the next few months in the U.K. Long before the shot start, that never happened. So, so right there to no, me, no, that no, seems yeah. like the biggest baloney. And then it came out of what the, 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 the British, uh, coordinator and then yes. his original data came out of, uh, about a, a, a British government group. And then also they used some data out of a Bill Gates funded group, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And if you, if you, if you unpack that article, it's just complete nonsense. It's just, it's just the, the assumptions are incorrect. The, uh, the, the, how, how they set it up. I mean, they set it up to get that answer. And it's just garbage. It's garbage science. It's part of the propaganda. That's all it is. Well, what about this Absolutely. big lie that, that 
and I, and I understand you're saying the whole thing was basically made up to begin with, but they said, Rachel Maddow, Joe Biden, you take the shot, you can't get COVID, you can't spread it. Then we take the shot and the deaths go off the chart. And, and people are like, well, I, I know idiots that have taken it five, six times and they're sick all the time. And then I'm like, but, but aren't you protected? I mean, the, the whole thing's a lie. Yes. And once, once the individual has bought into it and has agreed to be injected and has bought into the propaganda, they're not going to start denying that the story was, wasn't true, right? That's human psychology. How, so well, listen, I'm once, not like that. I agree. Most people in their con no. do not yes. want to admit they've been conned. I've had a couple friends and, and, and a couple business associates. Remember the old Nigerian scam emails? Where they, you know, I'm Prince Boo Boo. You get a million dollars, you give me five thousand. And when they give him the five thousand, I go, listen, that's a scam. Now they're going to say he needs ten thousand, but you're getting five million. And they, to a person, get mad at me and say, you're mad. My my ship has come in. And then yeah. when they get ripped off for hundreds of thousands of dollars in one case of someone I know, they'll never talk to me again because I told them they were being scammed. They're not mad at Prince Boo Boo and the scam. I don't understand Stockholm Syndrome, because if I'm a prisoner, I may play along, but I'm not under their control. So I, I don't get the psychology of you're abused and you, and you won't admit you were abused, because when, I, mm -hmm. when I've been scammed, I admit I've been scammed, and I get pissed off. Yes. Yeah, it's a personality thing. I'm the same way. Um, but this is it. Um, we live in a dominance hierarchy. And the, this is the dominant psychology, individual psychology that is consistent with that dominance hierarchy. A, a, an animal species is more competitive, survives more if they structure their societies in a dominance hierarchy. But those dominance hierarchies can be pathological. Sometimes the dominance go too far. Even in a troop of monkeys, if, if the, if the dominant monkey beats up one of the members too viciously, it can, they can go too far and then the others will gang up on them and, and send them away or beat them up and, and so on. So you can have excesses and in human societies, it's more complex, but it's essentially the same thing. I was talking about those parameters, authoritarianism and violence of the society in terms of these interactions between individuals. Well, they can, you can allow those parameters to go to places where you're, you're getting into excesses and it's the excesses that make people react. So if, if, if the perception of something that is completely unfair, unjust, like somebody gets killed for no reason or beat up viciously for no reason and so on. So the, the, the aggression. Hold on. You're, 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 you're so over the target here. We got to take this break. Riveting doctor. Stay there. I want to come back and talk more about this. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happening. Two years in the making. And we didn't plan it like this because we didn't know to release Alex Jones' New World Order Wars that's all about fighting Epstein and Clinton and Hillary and the deep state and the pedo rings. Whole levels just dealing with that because that's the truth of how they operate. And now the game went on Steam, the biggest online platform of video games in the world, 150 million users a week, and it already shot to number one. So find the link to Steam at alexjonesgame.com or search Alex Jones' New World Order Wars at Steam and get it for yourself. It's got an incredible 97% reviews. We'll put the link to Steam on screen and to alexjonesgame.com. Get it 
we are taking back the culture. We are taking things back. This will fund the info war going into the election in the next 10 months. The only way we fail is if we don't take action. Get New World Order Wars by Alex Jones now. Last year, we put this book out, The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next-level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself to the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. Winter is coming. 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 Winter isn't coming. Winter is here. And while the sun isn't helping us produce as much vitamin D, do yourself a favor and try InfoWars Life Winter Sun Plus. Now back in stock and 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Winter Sun Plus is a powerful vitamin D-based formula bringing you straight vitamin D3 free of toxic chemicals, allergens, preservatives, artificial colors, and GMOs. Our vitamin D3 formula supports the body's natural immune system, promotes calcium absorption for healthy bones and teeth, and helps sustain healthy tissue and systems of the body. When the winters come, they come cold. So weather the storm and supplement with Winter Sun Plus. 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com is like a grocery store or like a vitamin shop. We want to have all the best brands for you. We want to have a bunch of different choices for you. So I get constant questions online and in person. Hey, what's better? Knockout. What's better? Down and out. What's better? Why do you sell two or three different sleep aids? And the answer is different herbal formulas, different compounds are better for different people. So one person might like this coffee, another person likes that coffee. That's how our bodies work. They're all very diverse. But we've been able to private label a national bestseller it's been sold for many years that people love and sell for a lower price under the name InfoWars MD Good Night Sleep. This is a great formula full of amazing safe compounds give you deeper, cleaner, restful sleep. And it's in stock available right now of 25% off out of the gates. So get your InfoWars MD Good Night Sleep today at InfoWarsStore.com. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. The last beacon of truth in a world of deception, it's Alex Jones. Dennis Rancourt is explaining how they use stress and crises to maintain their dominance hierarchy. 
And they admit this in, in, in the public documents. Oh, we're using the military to scare people so they follow orders and do this. And, and I think about human civilizations where hierarchies, which is competition, is good. They're creating artificial hierarchies, and they're going through these cycles where almost every culture at some point goes totally crazy. And a priest class starts killing its own people for no reason or demanding the children be sacrificed as just an exercise of total control. And, Doctor, what would you call that in history? Just insanity by the ruling class, or what is that? I guess that those are the periods of meltdown when you've, when you've been in a totalitarian system for too long and there's no pushback, there's no uh, balancing forces or anything. Eventually, you'll have some kind of a meltdown like that, I guess, and it will... Often, though, before there is such a meltdown, there'll there'll be a competing system that, you know, is is taking your territory. There'll be wars and things like that. Uh, generally speaking, I think that uh, systems that are not completely totalitarian are stronger, where where the individuals can be uh, contributing with their creativity, with their work. They're individually motivated. Those are stronger societies generally. So there there is an advantage to having a more democratic system in terms of competitiveness, inventing new technologies and so on. Um, but there's, but then there's an advantage to a more totalitarian system as well, because you can direct, you can direct all of the forces in one direction and so on. So the, the, these battles have been happening throughout the ages and every human society has been a dominance hierarchy, but it's, it's structure and the degree to which and how it, how the mechanisms it uses, the institutions it uses are different. So I don't see, uh, the, you know, the classic theories of political science, you know, Marxism, capitalism, even anarchism. I don't see them as fundamentally different. They're all just, uh, variations to stabilize a dominance hierarchy. Uh, and, and they, 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 they populate dominance hierarchies. So, um, so that that that's a point. But, you know, I, before I forget, I want to say two things to, to your readers. Please find my essay entitled There Was No Pandemic. It's published in a book. It's online. You can find it. There was no pandemic because that in one spot, in one short essay, I conclusively explain what that means and all the implications of it. And the other thing I'd like uh, your readers to look at is a short video I did that's called Realities of Health, where I explain all the the interplay between dominance hierarchy and the medical establishment and the health system and individual health and how that all fits together and works. So those are two things I wanted not to forget to say. But what, what I was talking about just now is um, that to maintain a dominance hierarchy, you have to have aggression. The, the 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 dominants have to aggress the others to keep them in their place and to put them in their place and to establish what their place is and that aggression is in all societies and that aggression is most effective in keeping people in their place if it is irrational makes no sense at all random you don't expect it and and it just it's just like so it it's known from animal studies that that's the kind of dominance aggression that's most effective, but at the same time, you risk going too far. You risk having excesses, and those excess risks being perceived as fundamental injustices within the dominance hierarchy, and that's when you can um, you can see the revolution that way. 
uh, huge injustice, injustices that are seen. For example, someone gets beat up by the police in the street for no apparent reason, and there can be riots in the streets for months. Uh, they, 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 those, those are, uh, real catalytic events for, uh, pushback. So you've got this constant interplay between there will be aggression by the system against people, but sometimes it goes too far and it can be perceived as unfair. And then, and then there's potential for pushback. So that's part of the. Absolutely. And smart elites. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't become so transparent. Look at all the indictments of Trump and the persecution of Trump supporters and the FBI saying white people are the number one criminals when everybody knows that's not true. This has really woken the public up. But why is the third Biden administration, the, 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 the Obama administration, that's what it is. Why are they then doing things that so classically illuminate them as tyrants? Yeah, there is the U.S. is a special system because you've got these two different groups of influential uh, financiers and so on. I think I think I think traditionally the Republicans have been tied more to industry, energy industry, military industry, whereas Democrats more recently have been tied more to the finance sector and financial exploitation and 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 it's so, at war now with the energy sector. It's taking it over. Right, right, exactly. And so, um, that, that competition has become very vicious in the United States and they're willing to use dirty tricks even at the risk of destabilizing the whole society and, and destructuring it and destroying the institutions and democracy and everything. They're, they're so vicious and they're so greedy that they're willing to go there. Um, it's, you know, the, the, the energy sector has played a big role and is now being, as you say, attacked and put in its place. And I think global warming is, is part of that as well. So the, the U.S. is, is special in that there's a, there's basically a, uh, what do you call it? A, a domestic war between these two factions and they're using propaganda and they're using social engineering and they're using censorship and just, it's just so vicious. And it, it, it's, it's a terrible thing because the U.S. is the main force on the planet right now, and for it to to be uh, disintegrating in this way makes it dangerous for everyone. Uh, so that's that's another uh, factor there. No, I totally um, agree. I mean, but, if the leftist ruling BlackRock class would just leave people alone and stop trying to cut our son's genitals off and do this, they could still be running the empire. But they're picking a fight with the with, with the infrastructure itself. What's the word from Greek where it's not civil war, but it's it's internal warfare? What's that term? I'm trying to think of the word. Mm. But but I mean yes, this is and and even if they're successful suppressing the American people, that will kill whatever's left of the engine of the country and give them a pyrrhic victory. Yes, and you know the empire cannot run on financial exploitation globally. That's just not going to happen. You need a real military power. You need an industrial base. You need these things. Uh, but you can't run an empire without them. And I think the U.S. is going to be shocked to see the whole thing falls apart very, very quickly. Um, now, Russia uh, is very explicit about its plans and how it's structuring its society and how it organizes things. They're very communicative in that regard. And you can really see that they believe the opposite. They believe in actual ability to have a, a domestic economy, 
They want uh, diplomacy. They want development for people. They're trying to boost families and make strong family units. They're supporting the traditional belief systems. They are trying to structure society so that it does not melt down. Well, Putin made it a national directive six years ago. I agree that they'd be the biggest exporter of organic food. I mean, energy, food, families, that's actually a civilization. Yeah, yeah. So they're succeeding, I think, and China's succeeding as well. And the U.S. is, uh, you know, risking becoming a shell. Well, uh, the establishment's committing seppuku. Is that the word? Suicide in Japanese, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're a fascinating yeah. guy. Everybody tuned in to, you know, hear about the 17 million dead, which is a number we've seen from other groups and other statisticians and other people breaking it down on the low end. Uh, but I hope you're wrong. I mean, I hope they're not. I mean, you said earlier it was a success, their rollout, but it's a sign of their weakness to try something like this for control. And I see the exponential awakening happening. I, I disagree with you overall. I think humanity has turned the corner. I think we're winning by like, Three percentage points, I'd say fifty-three, forty-seven. But we've not been ahead in a long time. I, I, I'm very optimistic. Well, one of one of the most promising things that could happen is um, elections. The electoral systems are still in place in Europe and the U.S., and uh, that could turn that could help to turn things around. Now, in the U.S., unfortunately, even if Trump gets elected, uh, there's the administrative powers is greater than the presidential power. So. It, 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 he's going to have a hard time. But in some of the European countries, if you have different governments really coming in, they can they can transform and redirect their nation. And so elections are uh, potentially very interesting in that regard. Um, and I, so I, I would put a lot of faith into politics and, and getting involved in politics and trying to play a role there. What about cutting the head off the snake? And I don't mean killing people like they've done to us. What if governments around the world, I know like places, a bunch of places, have opened criminal investigations in Eastern Europe, in Ireland, uh, all over the place into the poison shots. It's pretty open and shut. It's experimental. Sure, there's blanket immunity, but there's not immunity for murder. Bayer knowingly put out millions of doses of factor right that gave people HIV and hepatitis and all the rest of it. I, I mean, I see. I, I, I think the the courts are completely, or not completely, but almost completely, virtually completely bought out. They work for the they work for powerful interests, and that's been very very clear in a lot of the oh, litigation yeah. that we've seen. Uh, so that that's that's a real problem. I don't think they're going to save us. I you know you know what I think is really going to save us, Alex. Um, I think the thing that could is most likely to change our lives and to really start saving us, and it's going to take a decade or two for sure is the development of Eurasia. In other words, real competition. Eurasia is now already attracting professionals and scientists and thinkers and people with talents and and people with business knowledge. They're they're becoming an attractor. The brain drain is is shifting and is turning in the other direction. And they will eventually be seen as a place where there's actual economic freedom and actual ability to influence society and participate in a democracy. Um, so I think that's going to happen more and more. And as that happens, the U.S. is probably going to have to realize that it needs to come back to its way of doing things, which is to have a strong domestic economy, to actually compete, to rely on its inventiveness, and to have an educational system that actually works, not not the garbage that they've now 
uh, put us into with the educational system. Well, that's right. They need to be able to train actual engineers and scientists and, and business people and military people and, and give them a really high level proper training, not, not just become spokespeople for wokeness and, and crap like that. No, so I agree. To, but I mean, they, that's like, yeah. if you look at the Western globalist empire, its symbol should be a snake eating itself, a snake eating its <laughs> tail because they want a dumb down population they can control, but then that blows back into all the intelligentsia, destabilizes things, and 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 then yeah. that makes them weaker themselves. But they're thinking very, very short term. I mean, take the defense secretary. Yes. The defense they, secretary. They, we don't have we don't have an administrative class anymore in the U.S. of people who think and plan in terms of the stability of the society, protecting democracy, uh, being the balancing force against the elite that have taken way too much power. They've written all the laws. They've, uh, they basically have transformed the country and, and bought out everyone in all the, all the places. So there's no longer uh, uh, a management class that looks out and protects the democracy itself and people itself. They've destroyed it. And so that's what you need in order to. We don't to have an aristocracy. We have a kleptocracy. Yes. Yes. And so, so just to give you an example, in Canada, when you when you became a civil servant decades ago, I know because my friends were doing this, you had to swear that you would protect the interests of people, that you were going to serve the public. You have to swear to that. They removed that completely. Now and it's now a stakeholder. Do, now it's you're going to serve the ESG. Exactly. It's all about stakeholders now. So there has been they they've really we've they've really crippled the the institutions that could stabilize the democracy they've crippled them and they thought that they can just do everything with propaganda and with nice uh new doctrines like anti-racism of language and things like that and it's not true uh the world doesn't become better just because now half of the vicious ceos are women or half of the bought-out politicians are women. It doesn't make the world a better place. Uh, so th- those those are lies. Um, so that's that's where we're at. We're in a really bad place right now in the Western world. Um, I have a lot of faith in Eastern Bloc European countries. I, I was just in Romania recently. Uh, it's amazing that they are able to resist more, and they have uh, stronger politics. They have stronger involvement of people and institutions to stabilize the nation. So there might, there, and they're at the border with Eurasia, you see. So some, some good things might come from there and they might give, they might be followed. Their example might be followed by Western Europe. And, but well, exactly, because they're not as domesticated as us. And again, I don't mean that meanly yes. about Americans or Westerners. We've had it good so long. We've not been through World War II up close like they were, or the Soviet Union, or all the Islamic invasions that have happened. And and, and so they have to know, you know, grandma and grandpa, and, this, and they know, like, we're a people. We have to be a people or we're weak. They at least still have that basic identity. And, and it's identity and culture that is going to, like you said, the real wheels of the world are geopolitics. It is the peoples. It is the cultures. That is our wealth. It is the diversity. The left says, oh, in the name of diversity, get rid of all diversity and make everyone subscribe to some globalist, homogenized new religion. But no, it's going to be that. And, and so I, I talk to Tucker Carlson. He's over there all the time. A lot of other folks have been invited over to Eastern Europe. I've never been there. I've been to Europe, but not Eastern Europe. I need to get to Eastern Europe. Uh, because, uh, they tell me that's the renaissance. Also, look, look how, 
Look how Bukele in just two years totally turned El Salvador around. It shows with real leadership you can, that, that captures the, the people's attention and gets the culture to believe in themselves and, and, and not through totalitarianism, but through, through, through leadership. It just turns around. We can do incredible things. Well, one of the reasons Latin American countries are so resilient is because they've been constantly attacked and cooed and militarily attacked by the U.S. for decades and decades. So you you have to organize, you have to survive, you have to have a gray market and a black market and 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 have communities and family and everything. Otherwise, you're dead. Um, so that's that's one of the reasons. But the, the U.S. is the is the heart of the empire, and they have been very oppressive. Uh, and they have really indoctrinated the professionals and the population. And now Americans are getting to experience the totalitarianism that we projected worldwide. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. Yep. What does and, it mean, Doctor, know, when, they, when an empire they, they, turns they, inward? But, I mean, don't empires usually die when they turn inward on their own people? That's a difficult historical analysis to make. Um I That's why I think that the influence of the rest of the world is going to help America see that it can uh, do better and do differently. I think the working class in America is the class, the, the the social class that can most is most able to save America. If if a political movements can tie into that and be inspired by it and be guided by it morally and otherwise, uh, you could rebuild the U.S. Um, it's going to be a very difficult task. I mean, uh, can- Canadians like myself and, and Europeans are looking at the U.S. and thinking, oh, my God, it's imploding the whole thing. Well, you know, what are they going to do? They they become dangerous when they become that fragile. Uh, it becomes dangerous because uh, yeah. you, you might decide that the solutions are military, right? Um, so, Well, I know they're yeah. telling people, officers of the military... Russia. And, and, and just a few years ago, they're like, oh, we can't do that. Even Biden, that's World War Three. And now Sean Penn's like, we can have a nuclear war. It's, it's that guy doesn't know how to wipe his ass or load a rifle. And he's up there talking about nuclear doctrine. I mean, it's just it's it's madness is what it is. And then Lloyd Austin yeah, yeah. was missing for five days. Now he's still in the hospital. Didn't tell anyone he's he's really in control of the nuclear football. I mean, this is this is dangerous. Is very dangerous. The U.S. is is a dangerous uh, elephant in a in a china shop. You know, it's we're all afraid of what's going to happen and and what their next moves are going to be. Uh, thank, thankfully, um, you know, Ukraine has been under control, and it, it's it's horrible what they did to Ukraine. What I mean, what what the West did to Ukraine, you know, yeah, destabilization. I, I think to the people and to to the system and to everything uh to to have that coup in 2014 and then to militarize it to that extent as a weapon against Russia and force Russia to intervene in this way for their own survival uh is you know I, I would have done the same thing if I if I was if I was leading Russia I would have said okay we we have we can't negotiate they won't negotiate they're just arming this place and 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 turning it into. I mean, I know it's true when NATO is bringing in tens of billions of weapons and pushing Russians and it's founding. That's where Russia was founded. Out. I mean, what would the U.S. do if if, if Canada suddenly was under NATO and, and trying to invade, or, or the Russians did it? I mean, it would be instant war. And whether you like Putin or not. I think NATO got a little freaked out by what actually happened. I mean, I think they're realizing now that uh, they're playing with fire. 
Oh, they're realizing that Russia, at least on the territory in a traditional war, is extremely powerful and extremely competent and is able and has the society behind it and the the industrial complex behind it and a strong economy. And, you know, they're not going to break Russia with this with this war in Ukraine. Absolutely not. So I think they, they learned a good lesson there um, and they're still learning it. If, if they could only learn it more quickly, that would be good. Um so that that's interesting and they and they've been exposed i mean yemen has exposed that the us can't even keep uh, a seaway open you know all of the shipping avoids that area now well it's just like um, vietnam uh, you know it, it, uh, again now vietnam is one of our biggest trading partners uh, uh, capitalist society ho chi minh wanted that deal to begin with but the military industrial complex said no we're just going to have a war with you he's like we'll we'll be We'll be capitalists, just just give us a business deal. And they went, nope, we're just going to have a warrior commie. And then, of course, the Vietnamese said, we're not giving up, so it didn't matter you know, how much power we had. If people don't give up, you can't beat them. Very, very sad. I hope we can save our country. Uh, Dr. Dennis Rancourt, very impressive. Uh, Correlation-Canada.org. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay, it's a pleasure being here. Powerful two-hour interview. Okay. While he was talking, I was given during breaks big national news that Trump's been implicated raping girls. Okay. And I can't speak to this until I've had time to research it. So, um, I, I'm going to go off air here soon. Gerald Slinton is going to take over and, and, uh, Owen's taking a vacation to see family. Harrison Smith is going to be hosting. I'll co-host with Harrison and I'll, but I'm not the type of guy that just sees something break, but I'll tell you what I think. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I have a good idea. Because I noticed this happened in these reports after he was president. We know there was a bunch of Jane Doe's turned out to be fake. There was never any witnesses him at the island, any of this. But now there is. Okay, so um, and I figured with all this coming out on Biden and Clinton and and, and you know the, the the Democrats, they would try something like this. But uh, you know, I mean, it could be true. Uh, so I'll just go where the truth is. I mean, you see the top of Drudge shot claim Trump's sex at Epstein Mansion. Many girls warning graphic details. So, uh, we'll, we'll be covering this. Gerald's coming up with the trends of the new year. And then I'm going to put my head in the books here and uh, try to come up with what I think is going on. But you're not going to get some half-baked BS from me that, that Trump's innocent or Trump's guilty or anything. Cause I don't know. Uh, but going into this, I've never seen any evidence and I've seen a lot of attempts. I mean, you saw the woman that he, no witnesses he was ever with her that he grabbed her in a, in a, in a clothing store or something. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's just hard to believe, but we will, but he did hang around with him some and was around him some. And so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there ever, ever and, uh, condone any of that, but we're going to find out separately. Didn't plug for the last two hours. If we don't do that, we're not going to be here. This tomorrow is the last day of Troy on free shipping, double Patriot points, up to 60% off. You need Winter Sun, the highest quality D3 to boost your immune system with all the stuff going on. You need next level foundational energy that has the breakdown of folic acid that your cells release for their energy. It, it's, it's, it's a different type of energy. You need next level foundational energy. 30% off InfoWarsStore.com, 40% off on Winter Sun. You need TurboForce, 10 hours clean, amazing energy. And so many other great products at InfoWarsStore.com. Water filtration, air filtration, all of it has free shipping. That's a huge deal on top of all the discounts at InfoWarsStore.com. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Uh, Vitamin Fusion just sold out. 
A bunch of stuff just sold out. Infowarsstore.com. Please go check it out. Get a Teeny Manity t-shirt as well. That's a fundraiser. Teeny Manity t-shirt. Infowarsstore.com. Get a copy of my book as well. But I, I'm going to come back for five minutes for Gerald Salente. I'll be right back. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate. And we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methyl folate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. I'm not on Team NFL. I'm not on Team NBA. I'm not on Team Olympics. I'm not on Team Globalist or Wokeism in the New World Order. I'm on Team Humanity, ladies and gentlemen, that loves God and loves our families and loves humanity and knows that we're destined to do even more incredible things than we've already done together. And so, inspired by my conversation with Elon Musk recently, where he agreed with my idea to call it Team Humanity, we've launched two limited edition t-shirts at InfoWarsStore.com. Let people know that, hey, it isn't about the football games or it isn't even about the UFC. It's about team humanity being under globalist attack. You can wear it. It's a great conversation starter. And you know it's supporting the info war that is at the very tip of the spear in the fight for team humanity. Get your limited edition Team Humanity t-shirts right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. All right, Gerald Salente is taking over for the hour. I'm going to be co-hosting with Harrison Smith, the war room. Owen's taking some well-deserved time off with family. He got out of prison for free speech and went right on there like two days later and didn't even see his family for Christmas and stuff, so he's doing that right now. I told him, I said, take some damn time off, man. Good Lord, go see your family. So he's doing that. Uh, so we're, we'll be hosting. I'll be co-hosting some to the War Room uh, this week, 3 to 6 p.m. All right. We had the January 6th debate in here Saturday, and they kept just saying stuff that wasn't true the whole time, particularly Ding Dong or whatever his name was. So I, when he would talk over me, I would just talk over him. And I could have done a better job, but I'm just sick of it. But one of the biggest things was they said, there's no illegals voting. The Democratic Party officially is arguing in court, and the Census Bureau's done this so far, that the 10 million illegals just came in since Biden got in conservatively are giving them congressional apportionment where they get more seats in like 80% blue areas. California just added six in the last couple of years. That's their official policy. But these guys don't read policy or they're being deceptive when I was debating them. So now we have this new article by Jamie White on InfoWars.com. New York Dim Representative 
Yvette Clark on why she wants illegal immigrants. I need more people in my district just for redistricting purposes as she cries and bitches. So, you know, they have these secret meetings and tell them that. Hey, Cupcake, you're not supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> it's not just them using the illegals in, in all these cities that have passed laws they can vote. Oh, and I love them once I nailed them down on the show. And I said, no, a whole bunch of cities, hundreds of them have passed laws that illegals can vote. They go, well, that's just local. Almost all the local elections are on the general ballot, both in uh, off years and in general elections. Again, anybody with two brain cells knows that's not true. They're giving them driver's license in all these states. They're letting them vote in New York, Illinois, California. Uh, Michigan is doing it. It's, it's all there. But it's just like Mayorkas going, no one's invading. The border's controlled. And then suddenly he goes, because we didn't buy it. Okay, the border's a crisis. We should legalize them all. They try this game of there's no world government. Well, you just had a whole bunch of summits saying you're a world government and announcing the UN's going to run the planet. I mean, they never have a real debate with us, but it doesn't matter. People just bypass them now. So here she is. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. We have a diaspora that, that can absorb a significant number of these migrants. And I, that, you know, when I hear, uh, colleagues talk about, uh, you know, the, 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 the doors of the inn being closed, um, no room in the inn. I, I'm saying, you know, I, I need more people in my district, but just for redistricting purposes. And those members could, could clearly, uh, fit here. Bingo, 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 bingo. And then that's what the left does. And I was debating these guys in here Saturday. Once they knew I knew, and I was like, no, these cities pass laws, they're doing it for redistricting, they went, okay, what's wrong with that? We need to let them vote. They were just hoping the audience didn't know that. It's all about hoping you don't know, hoping you're stupid. And that's the moderator. He didn't do that. He actually made a great point about redistricting. But, yeah, let, let's play the clip. Here it is. What Alex does is he pushes these conspiracy theories, these ideas that illegal aliens were voting. There's no evidence of that. <laughs> What, well, I think what, the, the illegal alien um, voting thing is what's happening is they're coming in and then they're being counted in the census, which then adds more electoral votes. To okay. It gives more congressional districts. That's, that's fair. That might be happening. I haven't read that. They're indictments all over the country. Voting. They're not They're voting. indictments of illegals everywhere voting. Got them again. Hit them hard. Hit them hard. They're not voting. They're not voting. That's a like conspiracy two, Like two people, maybe oh, no, five. A bunch of cities have passed laws where illegal aliens can vote. No, they haven't. No. Not in the federal election. No, but the illegals are voting in elections, though? Not in the federal ones. So I know that some cities try to have them voting in like local matters. Oh. I don't know how many of those are successful. Illegal now. aliens shouldn't be voting, okay? <laughs> but they're not. They're not voting in federal elections. I don't know why you would care. Why would you even care? I don't know why you would care about There are going to be 100 million views of you guys. X is going to eat you guys alive. I'm glad. I can't wait for it. I don't know. Total crap. It's like NATO claiming a year ago, we're not really in the war. Now it's like, we're going to wreck war with Russia. They just lie. He said the sky was blue. They would just lie and say it wasn't. Gerald Salente takes over that I'm hosting with Harrison Smith, the war room, on this new Epstein stuff. They're trying to connect to Trump. One hour from now, Infowars.com forward slash show, and I'll put it out on X. 60-second break, and then Gerald Salente with the trends of 2024. 
The InfoWars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has finally returned. To celebrate this powerful product's long-awaited homecoming, we're slashing $10 off the asking price, passing the savings on to you. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. Concentrated to 30 parts per million in a pure base of deionized water, this survival silver is the perfect fit for you and your family's routine and emergency supply. Beloidal silver is an amazing natural product that can assist your body's many healing processes. Do a deep dive, research the possibilities of colloidal silver yourself, and don't miss out on this limited time offer of $10 off. Try InfoWars Life Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver today. Available right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Answer to 1984 is 1776. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show with Gerald Salente. The Alex Jones Show. You know, I was just listening to what Alex said, and of course I go to InfoWars uh, all the time to see what articles they're putting up, because as a trend forecaster, you want to find out from everybody what they're saying, what they're talking about, to see, you know, what they're what what the quote news is. And again, we we report what they're saying and then we give our trends analysis and trend forecasts. So you know we're not little prostitutes, media whores that get paid to put out by the corporate pimps and government whoremasters. We repeat what they're saying and then we give our trend forecast, trends analysis. Alex said I'm going to talk about the top trends for twenty twenty four. Well, I'm going to talk about some of them now, but I'm going to on Friday, I'm going to talk a lot about him with Alex. But one of them, and again, going back to InfoWars and that story they have about that uh, woman uh, that playing uh, uh, over there in Brooklyn, councilman or whatever it is, and um, about the migrant crisis. So what we're looking at is one of your top trends for 2024. Ready? Migrant madness. Mad as hell. All right? So that's the Trends Journal. We give you the current events, one future trends, tell you what's going to be on top. Migrant madness, mad as hell. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. I got a little clown over there. I need more votes. Oh, those little jerks off over there with Alex. Better but they don't vote. Give me. Get this in your head, everybody. Once upon a time, when I was a young man, and I'm born in 1946, so Junior, if you haven't been there, don't tell me what it was. You didn't have people flooding into America. Anyway, before I go any further, to make this clear, it's not only about votes, it's about cheap labor. We need more plantation workers of the plantation of Slavelandia. Go to Target, go to Lowe's, go to Home Depot, go to hell. And you see on every damn door, help wanted because we pay you crap. We can't find anybody and we need more slave labor and we can get it from the migrants. 
So going back to those little boys spewing that crap out with Alex, this is the way it used to be in America. You couldn't come here. They had very strict, very strict immigration laws. And I was a kid, Junior. No, looking at you kids, babies. I remember my parents, and the rest in peace. The trouble they couldn't, they had, they couldn't get their cousin Constantino into America. That's how strict it was. Then, another piece of scum, an arrogant nobody of a clown. Maybe he was the guy that helped wipe out John F. Kennedy. Lyndon Baines Johnson, LBJ, LB Jerkoff, the one that got us into the Vietnam War. Our prime draft meet back. Prime draft. And by the way, I, as a young kid, was stupid enough to swallow the crap out that we got to fight them Vietnamese because if we don't stop them in there, they're going to take over Asia and those dominoes will keep falling and they'll fall to the shores of California. I'm not making it up. That's the crap spewing out of that clown's mouth. Oh, and another piece of scum crap. Oh, you go, let's stay with this one. So now they're drafting everybody. And again, the only reason I went to college, I wanted to open up a delicatessen in Parkchester in the Bronx. I barely got out of high school. I got a 70 average. That was the lowest you could get. I only went because they didn't want to get my blown, brains blown out. That's why I went to college. And I did everything I could to beat the draft. Again, I used to want to get shot, but I believe the stupidity. This is the scum that changed the immigration laws because they're drafting all of the guys. They needed labor. Got it? Same thing today. Oh, you little boys over there that don't know. I can't say the proper language. But anyway, this is my book, Trends 2000. International bestseller. Want to talk about bringing in cheap labor? H-1B visas. That's right. You don't remember the beginning of the Internet revolution. Happened in the early 90s. In the 80s, people weren't going on computers. And in the 90s and the early 90s, you didn't even see anything live that would go up static stuff. The whole Internet revolution is beginning. And they needed cheap labor. So they created the H-1B visas to keep bringing in cheap labor from India and any other country with the guys and girls. Oh, can't say girls. Men and women. Oh, boys and girls. They didn't have transgenders coming over there from India back then. I don't know if they have them over there. They needed cheap labor. That's why they created this. And no one hardly is talking about they want all of these migrants because they want cheap labor. Again, go to any 
go to any of the chains, sign on every door, marshals, you go any, anywhere, help wanted, help wanted, because we're paying the people crap. This is better than the plantation system. It's slave landia. Because back in the plantation day, you had to house them and feed them. Now you give them just enough money. Here, get the hell out of here. Go eat, go, go eat some crappy food. Get, get the hell out of here. Come back in the morning or the afternoon or night or whatever. That's why they want them. And get this clear. Get this straight, everybody. You can't stop a flood of migrants flowing into the country. <laughs> and you're going to win a war. You're going to win a war. No, you're not. Haven't won one since World War II. And by the way, by the way, boys and girls that are still in kindergarten, listening to your kindergarten teacher. But of course, you're not listening to InfoWars because that's a different crowd. So you understand the people that are tuned in that it's all propaganda that they sell. They leave out the facts. All they can't stop migrants coming in because America didn't win the war on their own. They won it because of the people we were taught to hate as I'm a little kid. The Russians. That's right. Operation Barbarossa, launched by Hitler, killed, according to JFK, in his speech to graduating students at American University, over 20 million, over 20 million Russians killed. They were the first ones to beat the Germans. So now going back to it, you can't stop. Migrants coming in, immigrants, refugees, whatever you want to call them. You're going to win a war. Now let's make a bad situation worse. Go back to our top trends for 2020. Just before the COVID war began. Middle East meltdown. Excuse me, not Middle East meltdown. What are we talking about? New world disorder. Across the globe from India. Algeria, South Africa, South America, protest, France, yellow vests, one after another. Have you tried taking the real red pill? A one-of-a-kind heart and brain formula designed exclusively for InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most powerful ingredients in real red pill plus is pregnanolone. Pregnanolone levels decrease with age, and low levels are associated with fatigue, low brain function, and unhealthy aging. The Real Red Pill Plus also provides essential trace minerals, such as vitamin B12, calcium, copper, and zinc. Featuring naturally occurring L-theanine, caffeine, and theobromine, the energy blend inside the Real Red Pill Plus provides an extra pick-me-up for your day that goes beyond the second cup of coffee. So visit Visit InfoWarsStore.com, go down the rabbit hole, and try taking the real red pill. Now 25% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com.
naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America. Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD like Rebel Zen has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. Finally, after close to a year, in early November, where I'm cutting this ad, we finally got one of our flagship products back in stock, Ultra 12, the highest quality vitamin B12 organic. You take it under the tongue so you get better absorption of the body through your blood vessels and what it does to every system in your body is simply incredible. It's the natural, clean, energy, focus, immune system, everything. And it's 40% off exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. This has been rated as the best B12 in the country. It's available from a top lab that we private label it through at InfoWarsStore.com. Ultra 12, vitamin B12, taken sublingually, now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Or you can call toll-free and order it as well, 888-253-3139. And Ultra 12 funds the InfoWar as well. Sleepless nights seem to be a lot more common these days with everything that's going on both at home and the world at large. If you're having trouble getting to that deep sleep we could all use more of, our new sleep support formula, Down and Out, is just the thing. It's our new faster-absorbing liquid formula that is specifically designed to help you get the shut-eye you deserve. Formulated to improve upon our best-selling product, Knockout, with Down and Out, now the herbs and melatonin packed inside are extracted directly into the glycerin solution. So the ingredients are already dissolved into the formula before you even take it. One of the other sleep support herbs included is the passion flower, which was traditionally used by Native Americans like the Cherokees, who used it for its relaxing qualities. Be sure to take this product when you are completely ready for sleep, because you will be down and out. Selling out now at InfoWarsStore.com. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. And now, your host, Gerald Salente. Hey, great to be on the Alex Jones Show. Remember, everybody, this time, do what you can to support InfoWars because they're doing what they can to support you. And it's no conspiracy theory. It's not disinformation. By the way, I find that word misinformation very sexist. While you're being degrading to women by calling it misinformation. 
I mean, let's really be stupid, you know? Yeah, that's the world today. And that's why you need to go to InfoWars. And, of course, we're giving you everything we can in the Trends Journal. But I'm not making this up because here's an article that says that, um, where is it here? I just had it, about how many, uh, ah, at least 8,000 journalism jobs cut in U.K. and North America in 2023. And uh got it right there. It's not journalism anymore. The big zone everything. I was going back to the, again, migrant madness. I'm mad as hell. One of our top trends. The big zone everything. Everything. When I was a young man, there were grocery stores, hardware stores, stationery stores, drug stores, grocery stores, stores, stores. Now they're all chains. They chained us to the bigs. Goes back to journalism, too, and I'll get to that. They did away with it. So the people are struggling and the big zone, everything, and they need cheap labor and the story and the story. That's why they want the migrants to keep coming. Then let's go back to journalism. That piece of scum crap. Little Billy Clinton. I got to be careful. He may kill me because a lot of the people that work for him are dead. Yeah, little Billy Clinton, every time he got caught with his pants down, bombs away over Baghdad. Yeah, that Bill Clinton. Talking about the bigs. Remember, he gave us the H-1B visas. And he destroyed what was left of journalism with the Federal Communications Act of 1996. Back in the day, if you own like a newspaper, you couldn't own a radio station in the same city or, you know, something. They had these restrictions. So he did away with all of them, all of them. There were thousands, 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 thousands of individually owned newspapers, radio, and TV stations. Local. Oh, gone. Big zone everything. They're the ones that started to kill journalists. And now you have the private equity groups buying up everybody and firing everybody. What are they saying? Like, it's, it's like... 2.5 local newspapers have gone out of business every week last year. There's no news anymore. It's crap. The journalism's dead. And it's the same thing with their reporting, you know, with the Israel war. You got one side, one side only. Ukraine war, one side, one side only. You get the CIA side, you got it. They're in control. Look at all the clowns that are in the mainstream media. 
I just, this guy, Menendez, that's being brought up on charges here in Jersey, a congressman, his daughter works at MSNBC, one after another. That, 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 that one that was the spokesperson for, for Biden, now she's with MSNBC, one after another, Saki. I mean, it's all up and down the line. Stephanopoulos, oh, he worked for Clinton. You get it? And get this. It's not a government. It's a crime syndicate. Look at the hundreds of millions of dollars a little Billy Clinton is worth or an Obama. Hey, how'd you get all this money? It's a crime syndicate. And again, that's why I'm saying do what you can to support InfoWars. And of course, if you want to know history before it happens, you want the Trends Journal. Again, here's Alex talking about this major story about the migrants. And that was one of our top trends that we came up with. They went out, by the way, on January 3rd. That's Tuesday. So we're saying where things are going. We're giving you what nobody else in the world is. And you go to jonestrends.com and you get a discount. You're getting hardly any, paying anything for the Trends Journal. It's only $2 and, of course, about a little over $2 a week. Crappy, not even a, cheaper than a cup of coffee. Oof, I can't, I can't drink that stuff. I grind my own beans by hand. Make espresso every day with a little bit of anisette. I can't forget this. So anyway, and I also want to talk about what's going on in the economy. You see oil prices now? Down like $75 a barrel for Brent crude. Yeah, Saudi Arabia is lowering the price. You think they'd be raising the price now? No, they got to sell more. And you know why the prices are going down? Because the economy's going down. Demand is going down. This is a key signal. The worst is yet to come, and it's coming soon. You look at the numbers coming out, credit card debt, national debt. That's only $34 trillion. Credit card debt, well over a trillion. Pay, buy now, pay later, getting worse. Can't pay at all. We're going to go into very, very rough times. But remember what I say, when all else fails, they take you to war. You know, I'm watching this guy Blinken. I'm Anthony Blinken. My daddy was an ambassador. My uncle was an ambassador. I went to Dalton, Harvard. I don't you know who I am? I see this guy, Euro News, he's going over to, to the Middle East. This big airplane, big United States airplane with the guy walking out, you know, waving to Where are you waving to down there? And what the hell's the matter? You can't take a regular plane? We've got to put you on your these big jets? And I love every time the president of these clowns in a country near you, the prime minister, the chancellor, they always read out, roll out the red carpet. Hey, we're better than you. All you do is we steal your money. You got it? Calm down, Salenti. Swallow their crap. And again, that's why I like being on InfoWars, because they don't swallow crap. They report the crap that's being given to us. We write that.
January 2024 is here. And that means up to 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com, free shipping, and double Patriot points. This is one of the biggest deals of the year, and it supports the InfoWar. And we're selling out a lot of these products. It'll be months and months till more are back in stock. Whether it's books, films, T-shirts, you name it, you need to go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and take advantage of this 2024 New Year's sale, double Patriot points, free shipping, and so much more. Get a copy of my book, Signed or Unsigned, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists, and Launch the Next Great Renaissance. And again, thank you so much for your amazing support in 2023. But 2024, as everybody knows, is the big year. So please support us and get great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And tell everybody you know and those you don't know, tune into the live show at InfoWars.com forward slash show. God bless, and we're going into 2024 together. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections, masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious, and you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are, and that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity and that there's mass sterilization that's already taken place and they're cutting off all the major energy sources is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happening. Two years in the making, and we didn't plan it like this because we didn't know, to release Alex Jones' New World Order Wars that's all about fighting Epstein and Clinton and Hillary and the deep state and the pedo rings. Whole levels just dealing with that because that's the truth how they operate. And now the game went on Steam, the biggest online platform of video games in the world. 150 million users a week and it already shot to number one. So find the link to Steam at alexjonesgame.com or search Alex Jones' New World Order Wars at Steam and get it for yourself. It's got an incredible 97% reviews. We'll put the link to Steam on screen and to alexjonesgame.com. Get it. We are taking back the culture. We are taking things back. This will fund the info war going into the election in the next 10 months. The only way we fail is if we don't take action. Get New World Order Wars by Alex Jones now.
leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order. It's Alex Jones. frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order. It's Alex Jones. And now, your host, Gerald Salente. Hey, great being on the Alex Jones Show. You know, yeah, we're heading into the new year. And whew, it's a rocky one ahead, you know. And these products, by the way, the InfoWars, again, you support InfoWars, they're supporting you. And being that it's that new year, and they got this new year sale, you really want to take advantage of it because we got to keep on the air over here because they're going to do everything we can to stop us. So you have these uh, specials coming up, and it's a real game changer. They got the um, the powerhouse formulas. You get up to sixty percent off, and uh, then they keep on going. You get free shipping. You get double Patriot points, and uh, these these incredible products. You got uh, Winter Sun Plus. Vaso Beat Complete Bodies, I like that bodies, and uh, DNA Force Plus Ultra 12, all of that, 40% off. You get the Turbo Force Plus and the Survival Shield X2, 25% off. You get the Red Pill Plus, and they're real. The down and Out Sleep Support, and boy, you need that today. I get nightmares about what's going on. And 60%, get 50% off that and 60% off Brain Force Plus and Brain Force Ultra. They take advantage of these because uh, they're not going to last long. Again, special sale, New Year's. You start the new year by helping yourself and helping InfoWars. You go to InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWarsStore.com. Of course, my favorite we all know is that uh, super male vitality. Got to keep vital. Got to keep vital. You know, happy new year. He asked me what I wanted to hear. How was your pick? I said, I didn't have a fun new year's. You know, when I was a guy, man, we're going out, you know, to party until three or four in the morning. And we used to go to the diner. Or the White Castle hamburgers. And uh, no more. It's dead now. Dead. And the cops are everywhere. Cops are everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. These little boys and girls busting your chops. The light was off behind you over your license plate. Get out of the car. Stand on your head. Repeat the bed alphabet backwards. The only way you used to get busted in the old days is if you got in an accident. Then you deserved it. This baloney that, yeah. They destroyed, they destroyed night. And then COVID war killed it all. COVID war killed it all. Streets are empty now, 9.30 at night. I go to Woodstock, dead stock, Libtard stock. Dead, dead. 8.30 at night on a Friday night. It was three weeks ago. Fuck anywhere. Anywhere. Rhinebeck. I used to live in Rhinebeck. Try to cross the river from Kingston. Hillary Clinton's little daughter, Chelsea, got married over there, right? We used to have a great time. I loved it. No more. Now, last Friday night, 
left the restaurant at nine o'clock at night. Boop, streets are empty. No nightlife. All the vibe is gone. All the vibe is gone. Yep. Breaks my heart. It's pathetic. It's pathetic what's happened to this country. Boy, those old jazz cats, rock and roll. One place after another we used to go to. Dead. Nothing. Not a zero. And they got two joints over there that can't in Woodstock. Nothing here. Nothing, nothing in Kingston. Nothing in Rhinebeck. Dead. Dead, 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 dead. New York City ain't the same place where I grew up. A Bronx guy. Born in the Bronx. Born to be free. All different time. So anyway, going back to the economy. Oh, wait. When we took a break over here. I, I was showing what's going on. National Association of Rialto's president says she is resigning after blackmail threat. Why I find blackmail that is being racist to black people and, and racist to males. And let's really be stupid. <laughs> I told my mailman, I can't call you a mailman anymore. And I don't want to call out a mailbox. Why I, why let's call it a, I can't call it the other word. Everything is so screwed up. Man, you listen to the music in the late 1940s and 1950s. Yeah, shake, rattle, and roll. You know, we're going to dance, going to dance, you know, all night long. Nothing like that anymore. All the vibe is gone. We're going to, I'm going to rock my baby, my baby, and she with chicks work, singing about rocking a guy all night long. Yeah, rocking, yeah, what are you rocking about? Having fun. All the jive is gone. All the jive is gone. So what do we got? Oh, by the way, people don't like my language. When you go to my podcast, Gerald Salenti or Trends Journal, they, they, you know, I call people who they are. I'm a, I'm a man, all right? All right? If somebody tries to mess with me, you know, you better take it easy. I'm not going to take your crap. That little Chucky Schumer telling me what to do, a little Lindsey Graham. Hey, what are you, what's the matter with you? How can you take orders from these people? Men are gone. It's proper language. When somebody's trying to mess with you, use the proper language. You say, oh, please don't hit me. Don't, y'all, uh, if we, you, I'll F you up, man. Yeah, that's proper. But you're still in kindergarten, so use the right words like they use like Obama. Folks, Gaddafi has to go. Folks, folks. He was always folking us. That was proper. So now this article came out. Swearing has become acceptable. The use of swear words has become widely acceptable in modern British society in recent years due to people finding alternative. Def- what swear words? It's proper language in the situation. Get it? How about growing the hell up? Now I'm still in kindergarten and I obey the principle. The principal becomes the scum politician. The teachers become the bureaucrats. Freedom is gone. And that's why we support InfoWars. Because they're free. As is the Trends Journal. And we're giving you what nobody else is giving you anywhere. All right? 56 million Americans have been in credit card debt for at least a year. This just came out. Quarterly report by the Federal Reserve Bank. 
Over the past two years, Americans' credit card balances have skyrocketed 40%, said Ted Rossman, senior industry analyst at Bankrate. Nearly half of 49% of credit card holders carry debt from month to month on one card, up from 46% last year. All right. And what are they charging you on your interest rates? 27% is that high? Hey, those dirty Italians, those guineas, the mafia over there. Hey, they're charging 10%. You got to belong to the bankster gang. Then you can get all the money you want. Buy now, pay later? Yeah, well, F over you right now, man. 36% interest rates on some of them. That's who's running the country. Got it? Yeah. This is one of your Trends Journal covers. All right? Oh, by the way, Jesus Christ made a whip. Came violent. Don't like swear words. The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace makes a whip to drive the money changes out of the temple. Got it? Got it? Because he knew how destructive they were to society. Just as they are now. Hey, I'm Jamie Diamond. Hey, we admitted to five felonies at J.P. Morgan Chase. I don't go to jail. Yeah, how much is our fine? Get the hell out of here. Hey, I'm the Goldman Sachs gang. Hey, I'm Citigroup. I'm too big to fail. You're just a piece of crap. The Federal Reserve dumped in $29 trillion to bail out the banksters that caused the panic of 08. Oh, those aren't my numbers. That's from the Levy Institute at Bard College. Same thing is happening right now. The banksters have taken over. So here's your deal. Who's playing our Treasury Secretary? It's Faccia Brutta. Janet Yellen. What was the last job? Fedhead. Being the head of the Federal Reserve is now our Treasury Secretary? Yeah, that's right. That's who's running the country. And the world. Got it? So to go lower interest rates, as I've been saying, I'm saying that now eh, is seven months. You watch March. Going down, going down, going down. They're going to keep the power, people in power and power. End of story. You're going to stay in power. Interest rates go down. The dollar goes down. This is the beginning of the death of the dollar. The deeper the dollar goes, the higher gold prices go. Oh, by the way, you see Bitcoin? And you know I was on with uh, one of the Bitcoin kings over there, um, Max Kaiser. I was on Alex Jones' show. Infowars. And I've been bullish on crypto. And I said, this guy knows about crypto. Boy, he, he got on it really early. Crypto is now $47,000. 47000 What's happening is people as... As the, as the currencies are being devalued, 
as they're going through hell, they're buying whatever they can in, in, in Bitcoin. Because they're losing the value of everything. If there was no Bitcoin right now, gold prices would probably be double what they are. But we still see this as a golden year for gold. Because there's other elements in trend forecasting, you make connections between different fields. And the field that is very unfortunate now is the Israel war. But before I get to that, there's going to be a banking bust this year too. And no one's talking about that. U.S. office owners face crunch time with $117 billion of debt repayment due. Financial Times. One after another. That's just one little, one little note that we've mentioned. We've been mentioning this. There hardly anybody talking about it. That's why I'm noting it. This is one of our top trends. It's going to be a banking bust this year. There's going to be defaults on this commercial real estate, particularly in the office building sector. They're not going to be able to pay the debt. Yeah, keep the building. You think Silicon Valley, First Republic, that was nothing, nothing. But look what happened when they went down. Boop, the markets went way down. When you have your next banking bust, that's when you're going to start seeing, again, you're going to see crypto and, and gold prices spike. And we're calling a banking bust this year because it's one lousy number after another. And... Um, Again, you see who's running the show, and it's a freak show, and the people know it. This just came out in the Gallup poll. A new low of 28% of U.S. adults are satisfied with the way democracy is working in the country. The current figure is down from a prior low of 35%, measured shortly after January 6th. So here we are. Only 28% of the people believe we're living in a democracy. Because you're spelling it wrong. It's D-U-H-D-M-O-C-K-M-O-C-K-R-A-C-Y. Democracy. It's gone. Let's go back to the COVID war. We were the first Trends Journal magazine cover, January 28, 2020. COVID war begins in China on Chinese Lunar New Year, January 2020, the year of the rat. Two weeks later, Trends Journal cover, coronavirus, 106 dead in China. Next line, 1.6 billion still alive. In Black Plague. You know, what are you telling me this crap? What is this? COVID has destroyed the world, the COVID war. Idiot morons making up crap. Stand six feet apart. Remember the circles everywhere you walked? Restaurants, arrows in the supermarkets, six feet, six feet, because the wind blows exactly in straight lines and six feet doesn't go up and down. Kids Again, we write about all the data, the mental illness, how education has gone way down, crime, these masks, people going in these shop things, gangs going in and robbing stuff. That didn't exist before this. So now let's go back to the economy. 
It's in trouble. One of my top trends were back years ago was the 20th century was the American century. The 21st century would be the Chinese century because the business of America is war. The business of China was business. Not anymore. China launched the COVID war. Three years, three years of zero COVID policy. Locked down the place. Locked it down. They destroyed the lives and livelihoods. Hundreds of millions of people. It'll come back. Remember people used to say, it'll come back. Didn't come back. Again, I'm talking about the office building bust. That's global. People aren't going back to work. They're working from home. Tenants are saving money. Yeah, I don't need eight floors. Give me three. Come back two days a week, three days a week. China is in deep trouble. Again, going back to that arrogant, murderous slime ball, Bill Clinton, brought China into the World Trade Organization. And people forget about the um, Battle of Seattle. China was going to Seattle when the World Trade Organization was having a meeting there. Protesting. 50,000 people taking the streets. 50,000. But then you had these agents provocateurs, these guys dressed in black with the face covered up, smashing a couple of windows and setting a car on fire. That was the news. They protested China getting in there because they knew all our manufacturing would leave. Matter of fact, it is only 11% of America's gross domestic product is manufacturing based. The rest is, well, not the rest, 70% is basically consumer spending. So going back to China, China's GDP from 1970 to 2000 was like that. They get into the World Trade Organization. It goes skyrocketing up. And like all booms, they overbuild, overinvest. So it's going to come down anyway. But now they made a bad situation worse by three years of zero COVID policy. So this is from the Wall Street Journal. She warns, that's President Xi, XI, warns of economic, quote, winds and rains ahead. Chinese leader Xi Jinping urged his countrymen to brace for more economic challenges in the year ahead. Get it? Get this. All else fails. They take you to war. Okay. So, bye-bye Taiwan. Again, we're going to stop the, we're gonna, you can't stop refugees. You're going to stop the Chinese. Who are, you, who are you talking to? We're talking to the average stupid person, Salenti. Shut your damn mouth. We're the military. You're that guy. What's his name? Uh, Plays out with defense secretary that's now in a hospital, Lloyd Austin. He talks to everybody like we're all privates. I was a general. You're just a private. 
We're going to get involved anywhere. And anybody that says we shouldn't, we're tired of you isolationists. That's basically his language. Just he's going to ramp up. So, again, not telling you what to do. We are not allowed to provide financial advice. A trend forecast. Speaking only for myself. GC's three G's. Guns, gold, and a getaway plan. This is going to be serious. It's going to be serious. This war is ramping up. And today, what happened? Well, let's see. Um, Amid escalation, Israel attacks Hezbollah targets in southern Lebanon. Killing of Hamas leader in Beirut raises stakes. Beirut killing tests Hezbollah's restraint. This financial times. Nearly 100 dead in explosions in Iran as Iran honors commander killed by U.S. That was, this again, that's the Financial Times language. That guy Soleimani that Trump killed. And you know, this was last week it happened. They, 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 or they, they killed these people uh, two weeks ago. They killed these people uh, in Iran that were there for his ceremony. And then today, an Israeli airstrike killed an elite Hezbollah commander. This is AP's language. In southern Lebanon, the latest in an exchange of strikes along the border that have raised fears of another Mideast war. Hey. Guess you didn't read last year's top trends. Middle East meltdown. This thing's melting down, and it's serious. As I said, when all else fails, they take you to war. You know what Netanyahu's popularity rating is? 15% don't want him in there anymore after this Gaza war's over. That's their poll. His ratings are in the toilet before this, before Hamas attacked and killed over 1,000 Israelis. People have no idea the 39 weeks, 39 weeks of protests going on in Israel with hundreds of thousands of people taken to the streets, the 39 weeks in a row against Netanyahu's Judicial Reform Act. That said, basically, we got no courts anymore. The politicians are in charge. And the data coming out, not my language. Right after it happened, October 7th, a couple of days later, United came out of the United States has warned, had warned Israel of this attack, and so did Egypt. When all else fails, they take you to war, like 9-11 maybe. Oh, what happened after the Great Depression? Oh, World War II. What happened after the dot-com bust? Oh, war on terror, 9-11. Didn't see it coming? No. Didn't see Hamas attack? No. So going back to what's going on with China. Economy's going down. She's warning the people things are going to get worse. When all else fails, they take you to war. And that's why I launched Occupy Peace. It's not for peace. 
because World War III has begun. It began with the Ukraine war. There's going to be a major false flag. They're going to get back in the news. They're going to either attack a nuclear power plant, their bombs away in, in, in Moscow. They're going to do something. The Ukrainians keep getting American support. They need the dough. They need the munitions. And again, I don't want my money going to munitions to kill other people. We should have a poll. You want your money going to munitions to kill people in Gaza? You want your money to go keep the Ukraine war going? Let's do a poll. You want to have immigrants? Let's do a poll. Let the people speak. InfoWars speaks for you, and so do we to Trends Journal. Winter is coming. 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 Winter isn't coming. Winter is here. And while the sun isn't helping us produce as much vitamin D, do yourself a favor and try InfoWars Life Winter Sun Plus. Now back in stock and 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Winter Sun Plus is a powerful vitamin D-based formula bringing you straight vitamin D3 free of toxic chemicals, allergens, preservatives, artificial colors, and GMOs. Our vitamin D3 formula supports the body's natural immune system, promotes calcium absorption for healthy bones and teeth, and helps sustain healthy tissue and systems of the body. When the winters come, they come cold. So weather the storm and supplement with Winter Sun Plus. 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. Have you tried taking the real red pill? A one-of-a-kind heart and brain formula designed exclusively for InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most powerful ingredients in Real Red Pill Plus is pregnanolone. Pregnanolone levels decrease with age, and low levels are associated with fatigue, low brain function, and unhealthy aging. The Real Red Pill Plus also provides essential trace minerals, such as vitamin B12, calcium, copper, and zinc. Featuring naturally occurring L-theanine, caffeine, and theobromine, the energy blend inside the Real Red Pill Plus provides an extra pick-me-up for your day that goes beyond the second cup of coffee. So visit InfoWarsStore.com, go down the rabbit hole, and try taking the Real Red Pill. Now 25% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. 